0: up what's up what's up hope everybody's doing real good we are live we are here we're bringing you another episode of weekly games chat as a matter of fact this is episode 327 uh that's almost 365 which is how many days are in a year and that means like we've almost done a podcast for every day of a year that is insane my name is sean it's a pleasure to be here for you once again shout out to anybody who's checking us out on twitch.tv weekly games chat of Course, we have uh videos on demand that I think continue to play even after we do it live, like we're doing right now, recording this show. Um, and let's let's introduce the homies. John, what's going on, big man? How you doing? Good to see you. Hope you're feeling well. Hope life is good.
1: Doing very well. Cheers to you.
0: Cheers. Well, I'm drinking I'm in a steel cup today. I got coffee because I'm I need coffee. Uh you're a one. That's on that's on the border of old man chat. So let's 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 you know be careful. (laughs) What are you drinking today, John?
1: We have got today, um, it's hard to read. This is from Yellowhammer Brewing. Yeah, Alabama Uh, Sunliner Passion Fruit (laughs) Guava.
0: I've had that. You've had that one. How you like that one, Chris?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, Chris, the beer expert himself, I believe, of the show, right? It's it's good. Um I could tell you if John gets any Alabama brewing, I've probably had it because it's probably been through my local joint at some point. So, true. true. And, your,
1: and your kidneys.
2: That too. True.
0: <laughs> true. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I gotta say we've enjoyed some, this is going to, again, this is going to verge on old man chat, but I'm going to lead into some. We've had some good weather. So there's been some stuff been thrown on the grill around my, uh around my parts. I love this time of year where it's not too hot to grill and it's not too cold to grill. Uh, but we also have some good, some good sporting stuff going on. It's just been a, I love this time of year as we start slowly transitioning into uh, some folks call it autumn. Some call it fall. You know, I call it just, yeah. Whatevs. But, uh, have um... you boys been enjoying this good run? Cause for a while, uh, if you're listening to this show, you have no idea. So I'll give you some backstory. It rained forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we lived in Seattle and I don't want to live in Seattle. No offense to anyone from Seattle. Some good music's come from your way, and you got the Seahawks, right? What about <laughs> the Sounders? You got those too. But I'm just saying, we don't have we don't have days and weeks like we've had. Uh, and and there's a hurricane brewing right now. Did you guys see it? It's Hurricane Sam. Yep, I did. Do you know? Do you know? As of right now, and I asked this question, I don't know if Hurricane Sam's going to affect us. Do you know if it is?
2: I have not looked. I just saw it was forming. Not forming.
0: Yeah, well, it, it happens if if it does come through our parts, my brother's name is Sam. So that's going to be weird. Anyway, speaking of weird, and, John, you just brought this up, and I was definitely going to bring it up during the intro. Uh, but if you'd been following the story of Gabby Petito and, and finding the, the boyfriend who's missing, uh, news interjected this week that none other than Dog the Bounty Hunter Uh, drew interest to the case and began kind of doing what dog, the bounty hunter does. And John, you may have broken some news to me. I don't know if it is true or not, but you had heard that something I'll let you elaborate about that.
1: What are you talking about dog?
0: Yeah. About like Uh, did dog find him? Did he not?
1: I saw some sort of weird headline that suggested he might at least be
2: on the case.
1: Can you imagine if that, if that happened to dog, how like revitalized his career would be? I mean, yeah. I don't even know if does he even have a show anymore?
0: I don't think no, so. No, he had, he had some controversy.
1: Controversy, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was pretty much it for the dog show.
2: I, I feel though dog finding him would be the most florida thing that could happen in this case, you know, cuz it's a florida case and when I when I look at Florida, I think of someone like dog the bounty hunter. Just, you know, my two cents
0: yeah well i I pulled up the news i'm not fact you know chris is known for fact fact checking john like live like just for the sake of fact checking i fact checked myself
2: today yeah you did
0: i'm looking to see and it's basically nothing's breaking like that dog has found them uh what i'm seeing on multiple sites is that um they're skeptical that um the FBI is going to uh, be aided in any way from like the family of what is his name Brian is that yeah. his name mm-hmm. Yep um, speaking of that uh, if you are, if you're on TikTok and I think we have a lot of younger uh, listeners from what I gather all of you are like in your teens which is just insane uh, but you have the TikTok I assume the TikToker and apparently on TikTok everyone in the world looks like this guy this Brian guy because everybody <laughs> had sightings of Brian on TikTok.
1: Well, if you squint real hard, Chris kind of looks like him. (laughs) Just for the law point, does that mean?
0: (laughs) Right. I'm like, yo. And that was. I started thinking, I was like, can you imagine if by chance, your likeness, whatever you look like, you ended up looking like somebody who was either wanted or on the run or... Can you imagine? I already
2: had that, Sean.
0: Explain, Chris, because I didn't know that you've had that.
2: Yeah, back when uh, we were in the War of Terror... Uh, I looked like mm. a premier terrorist from Iraq. <laughs> that yeah, was, this is true. That was, that was a younger Chris, though. Like, yes, current Chris, that not was, so much. No, I don't think I could pass as him today. But back then, uh, folks who were watching the stream, there was a time where Chris had a lot more hair, and it was all <laughs> very much just black. And, uh, yeah, when yeah. Uh, when I would let the beard go, I could pass for him on the street. I can't remember the dude's name. John probably knows it, but, you know. Outsider?
1: Outsider. Outsider, Outsider.
2: yeah. Outsider, yeah.
1: My father, when I was about, I guess I think I was about 10 years old, he was, we were at a, uh, he was in his ministerial capacities at a state, uh, church meeting, association meeting. And he was brought in for questioning for indecent exposure. Oh, he's guilty. And it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, a, I mean, he was there, he was at the station for a couple of hours, um, And he was he was cleared because it it was mistaken identity. So that's that was fun. Wow! But what if he
0: did it? What if it was him? I I I gotta my my uncle Charles, um, rest in peace. I love you to death. You miss your Um, uncle Charles? I do miss. When I hear that song, I actually tear up. Now, John. Yes. So he told me a story of one time. uh, So in our in our local area, this is before I'm born. He's pumping, I think, pumping gas. Or either being, he noticed he was being followed or pumping gas. He stops and his car gets surrounded by the local equivalent of the FBI. So the state level FBI. Oh, wow. They think, because he looks like a wanted rapist in the area, they think it's him. He's handcuffed, put in a car. They check out who he is and they go, Our bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's short. They go, Our bad. Yeah. So that was crazy. We have okay. decided to
2: call. Uh, What's it called? Mulligan. we were gonna take a yeah, mulligan we, on um, this, Charles. That
0: was a swing and a miss, sir. We apologize. Uh, we you look like the guy? Apparently, like he's, I guess, from on his way to work. Mm-hmm. They noticed that somebody said he looked like the guy because, or what? I don't remember this, the details. Um, that's just I could not. That would be insanely crazy. But yeah. But you know. That is still going on. And if that thing does button up John and Chris to where the dog, the bounty hunter finds them and then where he finds them or how he finds them, Chris, you're right. That's going to turn into so Floridian. It's not because Florida had a, z- they, a zombie
2: recently, right? They've had many of things. <laughs> yeah. I
1: think, I think there's about a 70% chance that he's dead. Maybe. He just walked into the swamp and offed himself.
0: Or got found by a gator. Well, you got to think <laughs> the way this happens, he shows back up after the trip uh and he doesn't have her like what do you why would you even come back
1: once you decided to stay
0: be I mean are... that's what i'm saying like why would you even like if you if you did what you did if you did what you did why
1: even come back
0: i don't know things that if people go... who don't do things <laughs> like that ask out loud So, you've
1: thought a lot about this, Sean? No, I'm
0: saying like I don't, I don't, I haven't thought about doing something
1: unwitting people off on long road trips and come back. No, what would scare
0: me? I love road trips because you can have like your
2: soundtrack to it, your music, your playlist. I feel like (laughs) it's the sites. If you're one of those people that watches all the true crime stuff, the one of the running things is how many people just think they can pass it off. Right, like that they can just explain yeah. their way and they're never going to be able to put it together. And I don't know why. You know, like there's that and one yeah. on Netflix where basically it's all either online footage uh, from their social media pages or uh, from the police department as far as yeah. the investigation. What and was like, his name? I can't remember the dude's name, but like pretty much from the moment the cops arrived at his place, there were people saying, he's acting strange. This is not right. Something, John, is if you odd, didn't see you know? this one,
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's loud. How do you mute that? So it's the one where um, he basically, at the end of it, I don't want to spoil it, but I got to say it. They find the kids and the ladies in, like, oil vats. Yeah. That's the one you're thinking of? Yes. And oh, my God. Yeah. You've seen it too, John? Uh, I don't know what it is, the name of the show, but I remember watching it and feeling sick to my stomach Yeah, on once they realized, no, this, this is, you did it you're the guy and uh, I speaking of Netflix I just finished and I highly recommend it if you are like like Chris and myself and I'm, John I didn't include you because I don't want to I don't want to if if this is not in your vein of things but I, I when I see something on 9/11 or World War two and it's a well done documentary or do- docu series in that vein I am hooked I need to watch it I need to I need to process it I need to see it and recently with us celebrating the 20 year anniversary this one really stood out to me but i finished turning point um that was the 911 and the war on terror yeah you're... it was a netflix yeah i but i finished it yeah and i've brought it up a few times and i got to say you kind of go wow yeah it's if you're our age you, you remember each little step of this docu series and how we're and i think it was was it you or john that told me it it will it will end like in current time I think I've heard that,
2: but I I don't think I told you that.
0: Dude, it ends in like a week ago. (laughs) Like,
2: it's (laughs) crazy. It's it's pretty good, but
0: yeah. And I I just pulled up Netflix, and I I follow her on Instagram. I'm going to say it out loud. I follow Britney Spears on Instagram, and apparently she has a new documentary on Netflix, too, that I'm going to go ahead and add to my watch list because that whole story about her and her dad and the court, and I don't know. Yeah, we'll uh, see. But I, I am excited, John. You won't care about this one at all. Chris sends me a link today in chat. We're hanging out in Discord, and he goes, "Buddy, I got something you want to watch." <laughs> and I go, and I'm I'm kind of a smart A because I'm 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 excited. I'm in new world, and so I stop what I'm doing and I'm a smart A. Chris didn't deserve it, and he because he when he when Chris sends me something, Chris knows me like he we got a connection on music and things like that. And anyway, Chris is like, you, you want to you see this, buddy. And there's a document, docu-series or documentary coming out that's apparently been filming for how many years, did you say, Chris? 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. And and that's crazy for someone, uh, and I'll let Chris disclose who it is, but for for someone to have that vision to say, One and this person, you can if when we tell you who it is, you at this point in time you'll go, yeah, I can totally see why he thought to do that. (laughs) But, but the the stuff that that they show you, (laughs) yeah, it's it's legit, Chris. If you want to tell everybody what we saw,
2: yeah, it was the uh, first look for um, what is called genius, uh, and it's spelled very much in a way he would spell things to play on words. But apparently, Kanye West has been working with a documentarian for the last 20 something years. And the clip that they showed is quite interesting to show like how much he believed himself here, or at least was willing to let people film him. of him and most stuff back in 2002 performing ad lib, just in behind the scenes, uh, a song they did back then called two words. And I mean, like that is before that is before anyone Outside of those who are fans of producers and hip hop knew who Kanye West was. And yeah. you could tell, like, uh, what's his name? Uh I cannot remember his name right now, but um he's in um Remember Titans. You know, strong side, left side. That yeah. The dude, he's in the room. Uh I yeah, he's remember- in the room, yeah he's yeah, in yeah, yeah. there like and they're all just like what is this you know and yeah it,
0: it's on the cusp of what eventually would become in at least in in his early career yeah uh people respected the music kanye west made and i think to a degree they might they might steal yeah uh but the kanye west persona kind of blew up i mean and it made you shy away from the music
2: if it's truly the whole like Consistent access periodically throughout that time period. It it will be very interesting to see someone go from this underground guy to, you know, just the biggest guy to then kind of where do I go from here to then, you know, the later stuff like first, you know, how's the Kim stuff go down to then the mental stuff coming in more of a, a in play in his life, along with the various scandals he's had throughout yeah, um, you know that that's an interesting documentary from afar. From I, I'm now. wondering too if yeah. if
0: and I and I'm, I I should know this, but like if what we saw or what when it starts, will mm-hmm. they even mention his the passing of his mother? I'm sure she was very intru- Yeah, she was very instrumental in getting him started, oh, yeah. um, stuff like that. Chris, yeah. we did have some sports this weekend. I sent you a text of uh, Southie. Uh, They did. They were on the losing end of a one to nothing game, and they. I really
2: look. I doubled down because (laughs) I was like, when I looked at their record, I was like, I gotta know this is for sure my team, and sure enough, like, there's like one other I could stretch and go like, okay, maybe it's a little bit further, but it's still in the ballpark of what I could go. But I was like, nah. Southampton appears to be would be yes regionally my team if I had to adapt one at least right I now I think so
0: too yeah. to back it up real quick in chat thank you so much so fly uh the documentary documentary is that mm-hmm. what I'm I'm gonna say that word now on Netflix about the family and the guy it was called American Murder the family next door Chris Watts' story yeah, yeah. The, the dude's name's Chris Watts it is intriguing AF. Very much. If you're into murder mystery type things or like like you, John, mentioned earlier,
2: the crime dramas or the crime shows on TV, Chris? I have a recommendation, by the way, for a new show I've been watching, which is actually based off of a classic sci-fi book series um, that, of all things, um, is on Apple TV right now. And it's called The Foundation. Um, it's got Jared Harris in it. For those who have, know who he is, he's pretty well known guy, uh, and Lee Pace, who everyone probably everyone probably knows Lee Pace as being, um, what you call it from uh, Guardians the of the son, Galaxy, the, the son um, of that salsa guy, Ronin. You know? He played okay. Ronin in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in there. Oh, um, yeah, and it's it's really mm. Sean, you would like, I think you would like the visuals because like there's things to this that are very from a visual standpoint are very star Wars, like just the unique look of the universe that they're going for. Right. But on the other side, um, it's also, I would call it more, what's the better term? High sci-fi, like where it's, you know, very much about hardcore issues and, you know, like, what, what does it mean to rule? And like the idea of this is like that there's this been mm-hmm. this galactic society that's been around and existed for 60,000 years. And Jared Harris's mm-hmm. character has basically been able through science to figure out that they're on a decline and eventually they're going to go into a dark ages. And so you have this big power struggle going through of those who control everything, Lee pace trying to keep civilization together versus like Jared Harris's side, which is trying to, build a safety net for the future so that the dark ages, instead of it like having to last for 50,000 years, only last like a thousand years instead. So it's, right. it's been very interesting so far. I was in like Apple, uh, in the words of, uh, what you call it from Jurassic park spared, no expense. There's well, I've noticed no that question. they've got some,
0: some good products coming out that have interest, uh, have shown interest at least to me. I, I and I kind of go, I need to get that Apple plus or whatever. Maybe
2: I, I would tell people, I don't think it's something you need to have month to month, but it's like that thing where I would tell people maybe for this, this is a good time period to pick it up in the near future, because you wait a couple more weeks, you could have all the first two seasons of Ted Lasso to go through. Right. Um, and then you'll have this series pretty much wrapped up. And then there's other things like Central Park is really good. uh, And there's one other, I can't remember the name. Uh, There's something they're
0: promoting now with Jennifer Aniston and... Oh, uh, Morning
2: Show. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched that yet, but I probably What's will.
0: the one they had before that, like Newsweek or something like that? It had to do with News Anchors as well.
2: It was one of the first Apple shows. I have to, if I, 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 think I find you, it, I'll, I'll bring it I think up. you're still thinking Morning Show because that was like their premiere show.
0: Uh, this one had... I'll, I'll find it. I don't okay. want to elaborate. Mm-hmm. It'll drive listeners crazy. All right. I'll listen to this on some good news. Uh, do you think we're pretty good? We got a good fluff intro going right now. I kind of think we do. Uh, if, you, if you're if you a fan of the National Football League, you had some trouble mm-hmm. troublesome news. After the Chiefs game on Sunday, uh, it was just kind of weirdly reported that Andy Reid, the head coach, was feeling, quote, you know, funny. Didn't feel good. So he wasn't going to attend the post-game press conference. They took him to the hospital. Well, Andy's been released, and he's going to be rejoining the team if he hadn't already. So that's good news for the big fella. I, I Like Chris, you kind of turned me on that what kind of coach Andy Reid was and how it was deserving that he went or he you know, would win a Super Bowl and deserve that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I love it. Ever Andy since Reed. then, I, I've kind of been following it. So that's some good news. Hopefully, that, that cheers you guys up a little bit. And Chiefs fans, I know you had a loss. Oof.
2: But at least you got Andy Reid back. So that's think, pretty good. I think this is the first time in like six years they've had a losing record in September. Yeah. So in college football
0: and in pro football, I'm seeing some parity. Like, and we say that almost it feels like every year there are some teams that kind of rise above the rest. But yeah, we've been we've
2: been talking about like this weekend for college football, especially is um, I mean there's a lot of interesting games. Whoever thought that game day would be going to with John? You know, I'm sure John's going to be there for game day uh, in Athens because they're playing Arkansas. You know, yeah, yeah, the- an Arkansas
0: team that's all of a sudden like in the top 15 yeah came out of nowhere so that's gonna be fun
2: and at the same time yeah we got the lane train so you know we'll see how that goes i
0: I, uh i did (laughs) i did tease you know that we do interject some sport news sporting Mm -hmm. news um i do have a direct message kind of thing we're going to talk about later in the show and emails um from nat um our friend over across the pond uh and i kind of want to over that exchange but he went to so when in in sports we call them rivalry games in the in the states and in like europe they call them derbies i think i've told you guys that before so like if two teams from london are playing it's called the london or north london derby
2: okay
0: it's it's really cool and he there was a big one and he attended it and i'll leave that tease for there till we talk about i saw this i actually saw this yeah so but for now we'll leave it there uh good intro guys i appreciate it i appreciate your thoughts and interjections and and also to to you know we had our guy so fly Mm -hmm. tighten us up as far as what uh netflix show we needed to see i appreciate it very much once again we're live on twitch.tv catch us next time or on the replay and i think we're ready to talk about a game both of my friends here i think are going to have uh much to say on it but i don't know if they're going to be aligned we'll see Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, we made it, you know, like I say, or I've been saying for a while now, if you fast forwarded right to here, hey, you made it, we're at topic time. If you listened to the whole intro and you got here, you got here a little slower, it doesn't matter. It was hopefully a good ride. We appreciate you being here and we are excited to bring you the topic this week. I tell you what, it's a game that I know as a whole, not necessarily me, but as a whole, we've been looking forward to this one. So I can't wait to hear what the boys are going to say. So without further ado, I'm going to shut up and let Chris introduce this bad boy for this week.
2: Chris? The, uh, topic is
1: death proof or
2: is it death? I saved it. I just always want to call it death proof. (laughs) Don't I?
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. Uh, What can I say? Quinn Tarantino does good work. Uh, so yeah. Death proof, John.
1: Was that Tarantino?
2: Yeah, Death Proof is Tarantino, but Death Loop is uh, Arcane Lion, uh, makers of such games as Dishonored, Dishonored Two, and uh, I don't think they did pray, but they assisted, right? Wasn't that Austin that did pray? But I think like yeah, they assisted probably, on it, probably. Yeah, and I think um, yeah. the big thing is okay. So you remember Dishonored Two, John? You know, the Clockwork Mansion.
1: No, that doesn't ring a bell.
2: Yes, completely terrible level. Um, the guy who was the main developer of that, the designer, this <laughs> is his first game He's gone to direct for them. So they mm-hmm. enjoyed his game design so much from that one. They said, you know what? We're not going to just let you design this one. You get to direct the whole entire show as well. <clears throat> uh, I can't remember his name because it's like a really weird, unique name, you know? sounds like a name of someone who would work at arcane when I was looking at it, <laughs> but yeah, uh, death John, um, you don't
1: want to, you don't want to forget, um, their more quieter game, um, uh, which was, uh, Wolfenstein, the new order.
2: Yes. Yeah. They did. we had on a that heavy one. hand in that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if we really wanted to go, we would go back before they really broke through. And you know, mm-hmm. pull up all those small projects they did beforehand as they were on the way up. But we won't do that. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. basic premise of this for those who are unfamiliar familiar with it. Um, you are Colt. I can't remember his last name. Do you remember his last name, John?
1: No. I don't think there's yeah. much of a last name to, to care about. Yeah.
2: Jackson. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Colt Jackson. Sounds good. And uh, unfortunately for you, you wake up on the beach and you are <coughs> quite hungover, have no idea how the heck you got here. You start walking around, and I've experienced this. I mean, first, I've woken up on the beach not knowing how the heck I got there, not sure who I was, hungover. And then I've started walking around, and words are just appearing, like, everywhere, seeming to guide me, and I don't know why they're appearing. Uh, And then I found a pistol and decided I should try that out. Uh, But very quickly... Uh, Colt starts to figure out that he is trapped in an endless time loop on this island. uh, Black reef, right, John? Mm-hmm. And basically every single day mm-hmm. at midnight, regardless, it resets to 8 a.m. that morning where he wakes up on that beach and it is <clears throat> this loop of, these people living what they call the first day of eternity or something like that, or the first eternal day. And Colt realizes that unless he wants to spend the rest of his existence, living this loop, waking up hungover, which is all the motivation one needs to break a loop that is going on forever. He needs to figure out how to end it. Uh, And to do so, he learns that he needs to basically, hunt and track down eight visionaries as they are called. Uh, you're saying he
1: wants to break the loop because he's sick of being hung over. Did you just say that?
2: I did. I mean, I would. Okay. If I told you for the rest of it, like if you were going to live for eternity and yeah, after 95,000 years, that?
1: did I miss that as his motivation or you know, no, just no of, I'm just, I'm, okay. I'm <laughs> mad. <looking. laughs> I'm like, geez, <laughs>
2: Two, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Two
1: <out> of ten. <laughs>
0: He, um, he me out, John, I'm trying to eat hot chili soup thing here. And John's coming (laughs) in with some zingers. I love it.
2: But yeah, he, he figures out that he has to kill these eight people who are known as visionaries who have kind of been chosen is the best way, I guess you could say as special participants of a project that started the loop. Uh, and that's what he has to figure out. He has to get them all dead within the time frame he has. Otherwise, if he dies or if he gets to midnight, the loop will reset and he's doomed to try again. Uh, and very quickly, you think, well, that shouldn't be too hard, especially because it seems like the majority of the people on this island don't know what the heck is going on or they don't realize they are in a loop, right? Unfortunately for Colt, there is one person, Juliana, who very much knows there's a loop going on and is very much determined to make sure it's not broken. And so Colt not only needs to figure out how to pull this off, but mm-hmm. to do it in a way where Juliana cannot stop him in the process. I think that's a fair setup for the game. Would you say, John? Yeah, I'll well, allow it. Okay. I appreciate it. No problem. Um. So Yeah. Death Loop. I don't know how to start this off now after giving this up. I had the setup planned. I can't wait to see who proclaims
0: himself. because from what I gathered from the trailer is that somebody's a sniper.
2: It's sniper versus sniper. Am I wrong? Uh, assassin versus yeah. assassin. I think that's okay. a good way to say it. So more, more. Before
1: we dive in any further, I would just like to say, and I, and I talked to him yesterday about it too, um, we were, as far as everyone was concerned, at least until you know, the last minute death loop was pretty much on the agenda to talk about last week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which would have been, which obviously I gave the green light for there was, there was no, there was going to be no repercussions for it. But <clears throat> as I started playing this game this week, I'm glad it didn't happen because I think I would have been, I, I think I would have had a bit of a bit of buyer's remorse had I not had a chance to talk about the game. Yeah. Um so thank, Chris thank you for holding off and and talking about it this week. It was very kind of you.
2: It's been nice because now like this week mm-hmm. I was like I could play whatever I want.
1: I could yeah, I could try. do
2: anything. <laughs> I could be whoever <laughs> I want to be. Yeah. You know, but you know, no I,
1: if I were to if someone were to ask me um about Arcane and how would you describe Arcane? You know those you know those awards that people sometimes give out or or at least this the phrase. Here's the here's the best album of the year that you didn't listen to. Here's the best movie of the year that you didn't listen to. These are the best games. These are the best video games that you don't play. You know, I, I think I think it's reasonable to put those to put Arcane Studios and the games that they develop into this category i mean it feels a little different sean uh, chris i don't know if you'd agree with me but it feels a little different this time around like yes very. they might have set some sort of a they, they might have hit they, they might have had they might have, they might have they might have a hit on their hands once and for all i mean it, 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 i think it was number one and this doesn't necessarily mean anything but it was the number one game in the uk mm. in in physical sales um so hopefully they've sort of um, broken ground here as as far as <clears throat> success as a studio because obviously it doesn't matter as much as it used to. I'm glad they're still around, but now they they're under the umbrella of Microsoft, so meaning that going forward they don't have to worry about this as much. Correct. And they and and if you ask them, they don't worry about it as much as as people say. But I don't know the, the, when people ask me about Arcane and the and the games that they develop, I just go, yeah. These are the best games on the market that you don't play or at least one of them.
2: I feel like that's just true with like, not just them and you are right. Like, you know, obviously, you know, we, we did pray on the show and I didn't love pray, but I didn't hate pray. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of interesting things that pray does that I don't see a number of hit titles even beginning to attempt. Um, you know, so the risks they're always willing to take, but <laughs> yeah, that just seems to be the curse. I think a little bit of the, um, the immersive sim is as, as they call it right yeah like for whatever reason like outside of skyrim and bioshock no one really buys into these the way that you would hope and the sad part is a lot of times when people do they find that there's a lot of greatness within them um you know we could talk about system shock or deus ex um thief is another one that is always brought up you know like these games are legendary in design but like whenever I look at it, the running theme is they never sell enough to make studios happy. <laughs> and you know, that's that of all the people for Bethesda that I was happiest for when they got bought out by Microsoft, it was arcane. Cause I was like, yeah. I could very well have seen if this did not go the right way. And I even feel like you can see it in the way it's developed. Like I could tell, I don't know about you, but for me, this feels like a game where Bethesda <clears throat> very much, Went and told Arcane, "You have a strict budget, and you have this amount of time to get it done." Um, and I could see if if you don't have Microsoft in this picture and this game doesn't sell well, them coming back and saying, "Guys, we gave it a good run. You're either going to have to make something completely different than what you've been doing, or you need to prepare to be shut down." You know, and that's that just sucks because like John and I were both back when Dishonored Two came came out we were like how is no one playing this you know and i think at the time we just attributed to it coming out in november but regardless it, it was like this thing where even if maybe it came out in may i don't know how well it was sold and i i didn't understand it because i i just don't think people understood how good that game was like john Mocks me or mocks the the Bioshock faithful to say he says Dishonored two is better. I'm not willing to go that far, but I definitely definitely think that Dishonored two is in the conversation with Bioshock games, um, and there are very few I can say are in that conversation for that type of game. So, um,
1: you know, screw Deathloop. Let's just talk about Dishonored. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 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 now, Ladies and
0: gentlemen, you have no idea of how much of a John statement that like is, and happens more often than you could count. Probably, <laughs> really, every well, week. well.
1: The funny, the funny thing is, you know, I, I was I, it was bittersweet. It was hard to get into Death Loop, and I'll just start it this way. Mm-hmm. Partly because I had to put Dishonored Two down. I had to put another Arcane game down to start another Arcane game.
2: That was your first but, mistake. Um,
1: you know, it's it, one of the things one of the things that I think Arcane excels at is you know, even though their worlds are I mean these are not open worlds. These are these no. are very confined spaces, but the way that they do level design, the way that they make a game all the nooks and crannies that you find in all of these games mm-hmm. um, where you could play it for the 70th time and go, "Whoa, what is that? I never saw" Doing the, the the ability for them their 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 claim to fame, I personally think is their level design, correct. Um, and you I could agree. see you could see that footprint on even uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. I know Sean remembered you know, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> Sean remembers that that one of the things I kept saying about what I loved about that game was how vertical, how much verticality there was to that game as opposed to traditional Wolfenstein. So once again, you know they they really they really they really know how to just slam home um, an economical version. It it feels like a lived in open world, even though it is far from it. Yeah. Um. They they just really know how to do that.
2: Yeah. I um. I don't know how to start here, so I'm just gonna come out and say it because I've John John is not like me. Whereas like yes, I was preparing to talk about this last Tuesday, so I beat it like for a while now. So I've had to like sit here and stew with my thoughts and, and think it over and say like, how do I talk about this game? Um, And I think the best way I can describe this is this is a game of two halves for me. Um, And the first half I think is to, to what John just said is a credit to arcane because for the first 6-7 hours of this game, I just found myself getting lost exploring levels, finding new paths as I got abilities, right? Um, being given objectives in those levels at different times of day. So so to give a bigger picture here, like this isn't a game where you always have a running clock, right? You have the right. you have the island. The island has four sections on it. All right. Mm -hmm. When you're in that section, so like, say you go to um, the the compass, which is one of them, you could go there first thing in the morning. Complex or the complex, yeah, complex. complex, Sorry, Uh, you could go to the complex in the morning. And have you you played this game, Chris? (laughs) You could spend if you want to. You could spend four hours just going around the complex level in the morning, and there'll be certain places. there'll be certain places you can get into at that time of the day. You can't get in other times and vice versa. Um, and then Chris,
1: Chris, it's like, when were you there? Oh, in the morning, how long were you there? About 12 hours. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But then like, once you leave the level, right. Then you move forward to noon, then you go to afternoon, and then you go to evening. So every so the four quadrants you have each have four times a day that you can go explore, and based on the time of day that you're there, certain things will be going on. Certain parts might be accessible. Basically, uh, one of the running themes of the game is that as the day progresses, there's a major snowstorm that's coming through. As such, over time, eventually the waters freeze in certain area that open up certain pathways you don't have. You also have certain key characters that might be in a location, therefore make it open versus uh, other times in the day where it's just like, no, they're not here right now. So you, you can't, I mean, you could maybe go in there. Sometimes you can go in there, but they're not going to be there. Um, You know, and then you have events at big events that are occurring um, throughout the day. Uh, And like going through those early hours and especially I would say, with a number, not all of them, but, but I would say the vast majority of the visionaries, the first time that you're actually really confronting them, right. Where, you know, there's a time of day they're going to be somewhere and you have to go in. Those are, that is arcane ads best. Like going through those places. Like I had one, John, um, Frank is one of the guys you have to go through and, John told me like, yeah, it was interesting. You had to do this thing to go through the level. And I was like, yeah, I did that my first attempt too. And I died. And then I went and explored more and I found this way to circumnavigate that. And he had not found that. Like that is where you see the brilliance of arcane level Mm -hmm. design, where it's like, if you're willing to take the time to figure out things, um, and especially use the tools that they are giving you, you can have a bunch of creative fun uh, and surprises in this as to just how you can overcome like, um, Charlie, you know, Charlie, the first time I, I beat him, I didn't even have to face him, John. What'd you do? I, I've, I went to the side and I saw a window and I hacked the turret. That was defensive turret that was in there. And he was in there and it shot him <laughs> and it killed him. Yeah. And it said, he Charlie has died One picked up his slab and I was good to go.
1: <laughs> I need to try that. Right. Like I things,
2: that. there's things like that. Like, um, and, and just like to give you the idea of how like at times this game can be creative. You can sit there and like, there are these little fireworks. that are sticking in the ground and you have grenades. You can go <laughs> and literally stick grenades to the fireworks, shoot off the firework, and if there's a dude standing on top of a building, the firework will go up and hit them and blow them up. Like, things like that is just so impressive uh, as far as, like, freedom of ability to, to think and how to solve problems. Um, but that was where I really did find, like, this game was at its best. Like, those early levels where I was very weak, right? Didn't have tons of abilities. So we should probably get to this point in this game, the visionaries carry these things called slabs, not all of them, but the vast majority of them. Um, for anyone who played dishonored, they're very similar to the power sets that you had in those game minus the rats. Um, there's a couple of new ones, but like the, the most popular, if you play dishonored blink is this ability in this game called shift domino, uh, which was the ability to basically connect two minds to one another and then just have to kill one to kill the other. And here it's called Nexus, and it's been expanded into kind of like an area, almost grenade type effect, where pretty much if, as long as someone's within five feet of one another, their brains are going to connect, and you can kill one and take out five at once. Um, later on, you get things like a kind of connect blast force and um, I guess a melee type of ability, invisibility. I think it's one of them. Uh, And I feel like I'm forgetting one.
1: No, I don't. I think I, I think they kept they kept it pretty basic. There might be yeah. five, five,
2: five or six. It's five or six because one
1: because there's one there's one there's one visionary that doesn't have one at all.
2: I know um, when she doesn't
1: have one, and Frank doesn't have one. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think you're right. When she and Frank don't, yeah. and you don't ever get Juliana's um, ability. She has her own, but the the does part, she have
1: her own? Or does she sort of she does use different ones at different times.
2: She has, she is like Colt in this way where she has her own, like we have, uh, so Colt has an ability called reprise, which basically after he gets it, anytime he's in the map, he has to die three times before he fully resets, uh, her ability. And this ties into why it's important is because there's PVP in the game and someone can actually be playing as Juliana if they so choose. Uh, she has the ability to mask her face as anyone and it kind of works twofold right so it allows if you're going against an actual person online they can kind of disguise themselves as as they approach and try to get close to you and uh, honestly it also works in the way for the ai to basically pull an agent smith type move where all of a sudden the guy who was just walking over there turns into juliana and she's shooting at you and trying to kill you you know that's kind of like the trade-off depending on where you're going with it but um But no, like those early uh, levels. Um, so people are like, "How do you defeat the level? How 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 are you going to overcome this?" You eventually get this thing called Residium. Is, did I say that right, John? Residual. Residual. Okay. <clears throat> that allows you 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 basically absorb it from different items in the world, and whenever you kill one of these Visionaries, and it allows you to infuse guns, uh, the abilities you get, trinkets. Uh, and other things for your guns and and yourself uh, to keep them every time the loop resets. And when you're starting out and you don't have much, this is a very valuable resource because you don't have a lot of abilities, if not any. And the kicker to this, you're thinking, well, what's the control? The control is Juliana. Juliana at any point can come into a level, lock it down, And the kicker is, if you want to, you don't have to do it this way, but if you want to, you can kind of do a Dark Souls where Juliana is actually a real person. And I had moments where I had gathered a slab, you know, that I'd been working for for a while and had like 13,000 in uh, residual and was just trying to get back because I had found a really nice gun and I have this and I'm just trying to survive the level. And I died and it was very painful, but I was like, that's pretty cool right there you know um
1: so you had your game open to the online community
2: i did not always but for a good good part of it when i got towards the end i was just like okay it really later on i don't think it plays as much as a part because then you're just trying to figure out how to get to the end as opposed to collecting
1: when when you were open like that online did how often did you get bombarded
2: it would happen. I would say if you go through the full day, at least one time she's going to invade. And huh. I, I also had, I mean, even in my f- my final like victory r- run, she invited, uh, she invaded <clears throat> twice during that run. She invaded at morning and then she came in the evening again. Um, Do you she,
1: know that that's another player, or are you just a su- or is that just the system?
2: <laughs> I could figure it out because. Um, and you know, we could talk. I, I I don't think the AI in this game is the greatest, especially hers. Um, and the thing is, like I kind of figured out real quick if it's the AI, she's gonna come over to the intercom, say, you know, mock cult, lock down the area, and then whatever enemies in the area, she's gonna appear as them automatically. So if she is in the area and she doesn't appear right away, I know that the player has been dropped somewhere in the world and they're coming for me and I just have to get ready for it. Right. And some of them, they are, they are true SOBs where they will wait until you are truly at your most vulnerable moment and come up and inflict pain on you when you are already battling so many things around you. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, that, that is probably the point of the game that was the most exhilarating for me. Did you do the uh, online at all, or did you just always keep it single player?
1: No, I locked it down. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, I just, I'm just going to play it straight. None of that, none of those shenanigans. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, <clears throat> in, in, in this, I'm, I'm going to have to compare, you know, sure. arcane games, but, um, when you, you can, you can take out these, these visionaries and you're going to take out these visionaries. Mm-hmm. multiple times during your playthrough one of the reasons for doing that is because you're going to want to upgrade like in dishonor 2 and, and dishonored 1 the, the way to upgrade your your powers is finding runes within the world in this way in order to in order to you know it's it's funny the the power um shift mm-hmm. it's named they they've used this power this is the fourth time they've used this power. Actually, the fifth time. It's the same thing. They just name it something else. Yeah. Six times. Six times. So, <clears throat> in Dishonored Two, they keep uh, Corvo keeps Blink, and um, Emily um, gets Far Reach. Essentially, the same mechanic. Yeah. In Dishonored: Death of the Outsider, they call it. Uh, what do they call it? They call it something where where you basically. What you do is you switch places with another character, which is in this one, which is a power that they have, you know. But um, in order to upgrade um, in this game, you have to either kill Juliana in one of the levels and she gives you a random upgrade. There's no telling what it'll be. It could be Havoc, it could be Shift, whatever. Most of the time for me, it was an upgrade for Shift. Um, Or you can kill. That person with the with the, with that particular slab multiple times to keep getting upgrades to build more on your powers. Yeah. So it encourages while you know a lot of a, a big a big complaint about video games is a very common complaint is how repetitive something is, and so this game can be repetitive in a in a literal sense. But what what Arkane does a brilliant job of doing is incentivizing you to go to these areas um, multiple times. I think. Chris I killed Charlie probably 10 times. Um <laughs> I killed him so I was in that I was in that level hunting him down so many times partly because he was the method in which I was really learning how to the different the different structures the different the different systems within the game because the game is very system heavy. Sure. In 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 um it's it you have to I mean, it's like the reason they have four areas and not five or four areas and not six is because there's four different times of day. There's morning, there's afternoon, uh, sorry, morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. And you can zoom and fast forward through a, through a loop. Correct. You don't have to do all four in a loop. You can just wake up on the beach one morning and just, and just shift all way, all the way to the evening. If you're simply trying to accomplish one goal and you know where to go, um, so, you know, Sean, and the 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 thing is, you have to, like Chris said, you have to figure out the perfect way to execute a full day to get everybody in the places to to do all to to kill all eight people. But it what you what you have to it do sounds
0: cool. It also sounds like it could be exhausting. Uh, a lot I of people who has squirrel moments, I'm like, ah, oh, that looks cool. It's, it's funny. And remember.
1: I don't know what Chris thought about this. I don't, cause I, it was hard. I could not tell you from the marketing, from the trailers, from E3 to all this stuff. I could not really tell you, you know, everybody was excited about the game, but they couldn't really tell you what it was. If you would have asked me a month ago, I would have said, I think it's some sort of variation on a roguelite
2: everyone thinks I, I had multiple people asking me, is this roguelike? Because not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, Hades is great. But
1: there's anything wrong with that. No, but like, wrong, you know?
2: I think it's for a lot of people, roguelike is an investment, right? Because it, it to, to go into those games and know, okay, n- no two runs are like another, right? I have to, I could be a God on one run and then completely fall apart just based on RNG the next time that right. can be very hard for some people to want to buy into. So I had a lot of people worried about it. I would just tell people the steals elements from roguelikes is in no way a roguelike at all.
1: Yeah. To me, to me, it's to me, it's more, has more in common with a Metroidvania than it does a roguelike. That's probably fair to say because you know, there are things that y- you might see in the morning That requires an access code, but the only way to find that access code is to shift to the evening, so you can go back to the morning. And now that you have the knowledge, um, take care of it in the morning. And Chris, Chris was talking about the 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 element. I would almost it's like a currency, um, the the residuum that you take off uh, enemies that you you know find different elements in the world. This actually allows you to do something. um, What is it? what do they call it? It's like uh, infusion. Yeah, they, yeah. It's like, in, you can infuse, you take this, take this, insi- um, what did I call it? <laughs> the, uh, residuum. You take this residuum and infuse your weapons so that you don't lose them when you start the day over. Correct. So, uh, when you start the day at the beginning of the game, you pick up this weapon that occasionally jams when you cock it. Um, what (laughs) um but over time and this is one of the things that you know aside from the upgrades to the powers finding these weapons finding different types of weapons um there wasn't a single weapon in this game that i didn't feel comfortable using i just for the most part i just found yeah fine whatever i'll just use this whatever yeah that's fine i mean i had my preferences kind of you know that, that
2: I got to a point like for me, uh, I got the SMG that has suppressor on it, and that just pretty much became default go-to weapon for the rest of my time. <laughs> you know, yeah, because it was like screw this nail gun that they give mm. you at the beginning. I was like, I don't want to do stealth like that.
0: Did that, did that, did that sound effect at least sound good? The nail gun? It did, and especially
2: it. because you had to hold it for a second to like get pressurized before it would shoot. Yeah. it was it was nice. Well, I, I gotta to, say, I, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, bud. And and uh, and
1: Sean, you can get uh, you can infuse pretty much everything like if you get yeah. if you get if you get your powers if you get your powers from the visionaries you have to infuse those in order to keep them other otherwise you lose them if you get new weapons if you don't infuse them and sometimes you don't have enough in you know residuum to do it and you just have to you know say oh well i'll do it tomorrow <laughs> there's always <laughs> tomorrow um which which is interesting. I think this, you know, as opposed to you know, people think about these live die repeat with Tom Cruise, and then love Groundhog that movie. Day. That movie is like one of my favorite sci- oh like yes independent sci fi movies of all time, dude. I we just they do bond? a sequel to it. Huh? You could I are would we,
2: just did we just hug virtually. Like yeah, just happened? I would argue that's in the top five Tom Cruise movies ever made. Sure, and I don't have a problem. I would agree.
1: That. Yeah, for sure. So, but and you also find these things that are they call them trinkets. Mm-hmm. And they they <laughs> never uh, heard that before. They're basically
2: they, the bone charms uh, from Dishonored. Yeah.
1: Partly. Yeah. Yeah. They imp- they they improve elements to your weapons. They improve elements to your physical powers. Like there's a double jump. You know, the all good jump. games have double jumps. All good games have double jumps and faster. And in,
2: in pro to this game, <laughs> it gives you the double jump right off the bat.
1: Yeah, it does. Every game.
2: I'm sorry. The dumbest thing that goes on in video games is where they hold double jump from you. I do not understand why anyone does this. It, I, <laughs> did we find a uh, issue that Chris has with video game developers. I think we did. It's like I had a game recently. I can't remember was like it was. Oh, it was it was Death's Door? Like where they didn't have a double jump until like three fourths of the way through. And I was like, why didn't you make this the first ability I got? Come on, guys, you could do better. But anyways, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I digress. But but Sean, you
1: go ahead. You, I think you've been trying to say something, Sean.
2: No, no, I think what I'm going to say
0: will go the squirrel moment. I've I've only wanted to say that I'm sitting here, and it's. I'll just say it. I've already squirreled. It's happening. When John, when John, like you mentioned, you were happy to play this game. When you deliver a review on a game from a from a place like where you're coming from today, I love it. I don't even think you understand. Like, how much, like, you can, I can tell you like this game, and it makes me happy.
1: Oh, I hate it. I hated this game. No, but, but I mean, <laughs> something that you do that you don't even know you do,
0: and the whole time you've spoken, has kept me engaged. So, gotcha. uh, it's dope. And I love that you keep having the parallel with Dishonored. That makes me happy, too, because that's your jam.
1: Well, Dishonored's the, be- the greatest game ever made. Yes. It's better than Bioshock. <laughs> it might not be better than Breath of the Wild.
0: Right. But, that's a good uh, game.
1: Yeah, have I beat it? No,
0: go ahead and ask me.
1: I'm busy. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I'll also give I'll give props. Um the voice actors, particularly I'll say I'll say especially Colt and Juliana.
0: Colt Jackson. No. They
1: are they are funny, they yeah. are they are irreverent, and they just have this they have this rift with each other. You know, they're they're trying they're trying to kill each other but you can tell that there's this history between them. And one of the, one of the highlights of, of, of every level, whenever you, whenever you're going out into the world, you hear this dialogue between Colt and Juliana. And it, it's always interesting, if not always funny.
2: Yes. Um,
1: but Colt, you know, one of one the things, the, there's something, there's something Juliana does to Colt, like really just hurts him real bad. And, mm-hmm. and Colt's like, saying like he wakes up the next morning after being killed and goes, Oh, yep. Yep. We definitely dated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think um, it's, like, it's like, I did something to this girl. She is ticked at me. I don't know what I did.
2: <laughs> their dialogue between each other is great. Also the dialogue just as like, um, mm-hmm. as you're going through the level, especially whatever time of day, if there's like a signature, one of those visionaries there, they're usually over the PA system talking to you and they all have their distinct personalities and they're all pretty memorable. Frank is acting like this kind of almost like drugged out radio DJ from the sixties. Like, (laughs) yeah, man, like going there. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, who was the other Igor is this guy who is just pretty much going insane because he's this genius that's been working on a project forever and he thinks he has it unlocked and all this. And he just wants to be left alone. That's all he wants is for people to leave him the heck alone. Alexios is every corporate a-hole you've ever thought of that would be a financer for something like this and uh, comes off that way. Uh, You know, like down to the point, like when you're exploring uh, he's a party and when you're exploring it, of course he has a perfect mixtape. You'd like this, Sean, there's like a part where you can go up there and there's like a little mixer that you can choose different samples of tracks on there. And he has his perfect mix and, you know, <laughs> you should not mess with his mix because it's perfect. Yeah, you know, things because like it's that. perfect. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Things like that yeah. are just great. I love them. Um, I still
1: have the song in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, Definitely. it changed.
2: did you notice it changes uh, every single time you go through? So, like, that's the weird part where you're like, well, wait, they're supposed to be in a loop. But apparently every single day, Alexios goes to his bathroom every morning and makes the new perfect loop, so to speak. <laughs> For for the day, um, which is quite interesting. Um, so you
0: have th- this. This is I want to know this. This may be totally off topic, not related. You may not even thought about this, but because you have to set up perfect scenarios to to kill, like John said, all eight people in the same day. Does it have any hitman vibes to it at all, or is it too whimsical?
1: No. Mm, it's been compared no, to hitman.
2: I don't see this is where. Okay, <laughs> I hate to I hate to say this. This is where.
1: He would know more than me. I've never played Hitman. So
2: this is where I kind of began to break off from this game a little bit. Like I was this, like when I saw the reviews come out, it got me hyped. I mean, like how often honestly do you see IGN and GameSpot both give a game a 10? It's pretty dang rare. You know, it's like Zelda and GTA, things like that. Usually that get those kind of scores. So I was like, Oh wow, they made their masterpiece. I can't wait to play this. And as I got into it more, I kind of was like, compare especially to Dishonored 2, which I think is still their best game by far. Um, And I I agree with John. It's a masterpiece. Like it deserves to be in the conversation with Bioshock. I I have no problem saying this. Um, The thing I had a problem with the game as I got later into it was while I had freedom to how I accomplished a level I was really hoping for a game that was going to say, okay, you got eight visionaries. You got to take them out in one day, figure out what works for you to make that accomplish. That's really not what's going on here. It's more of you learning tidbits and there being one definitive loop that you are going to conduct. And then it's just basically you deciding how you're going to go through the level to accomplish that, and I, and I say that with like Hitman. Hitman is basically: look, you've got a goal to take out this one person. We're putting you in there, and you've got nine million ways to go about it. Kind of like how Dishonored is, right? Like Dishonored is: you've got to go do this objective in this level, and you can go guns blazing if that's what you want to do. You can influence other people to do things that you need them to do. Like you know, Dishonored too, or no, I think it's Dishonored. The first one I remember. One of my favorite moments was when uh, D'Sarn has an ability you can slow down time, right? And there's these two dudes that go to a sauna to have a conversation. I froze time, opened the door, dropped a grenade in, closed the door, and then un like unwound time. And I heard one go, "Wait, what?" And then you know, and they blew up. And I was like, that That is just so cool that I can do this in this kind of game. I really didn't ever get to that level of a moment but in, and even if I did it was in the confines of like I have to like especially
1: cheated out of doing it the way you want Correct
2: like like there 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 are two characters particularly and it's funny because they're linked to that first time period day you know who I'm talking about John Yep you have to do that there and you have to do, and, and like especially with uh the one character of those two there's nothing else you can do for them you, you know, I I never can figure out a different way to get to him and, and take him down and accomplish the goal. And that was where I started to, I would say, like, it wasn't the only time I had seen cracks. I I'd seen other cracks. I started to notice that the AI in this game really isn't that strong. You mentioned
0: that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, they are dumb. Like, I can walk up almost right next beside them if I'm crouching, and they're just like, Looking out in the water, awareness. They're just, yeah, they're zero. They're mem- they're mesmerized by the ocean. Versus other times where, like uh, John notices the party. I don't know if you ever had this. I had points where I was in the party. No one's around me. I'm upstairs. I'm crouching. I'm walking. All of a sudden, I look down. There's like thirty exclamation points go up because apparently something I did told them I was there. I don't. They don't come after me. Um, but you they're know, just aware,
1: yeah, yeah, and it's like they're looking for you though, yeah,
2: and I have no idea That's why. Scary. I have no idea why they're looking for that me. That happened or... to you too, John. You changed his mix, <laughs> right? I didn't do anything <laughs> to his mix. You messed up the perfect mix, bro. The funny thing, I didn't even do anything to the mix <laughs> when I actually uh, got him the one time. I thought I got spotted and I was just killing a random person with the force push and pushed, him I was off just
1: going down the party and eventually found the guy,
2: yeah. <laughs> And it's like this thing (laughs) where the other side of it, um, getting into, I guess, more on the complaint side of things here, as far as where I say. Just getting into the complaint side, bro. (laughs) Where I say this (laughs) is a game of two halves. To me, the first half is really, really, really good because, as John said, they do great (laughs) level design, they do great characters. Um, just great environments all around. Maybe not as much of the um the world building that I wanted as what you got in Dishonored or in Bioshock. Like, there's not a lot of um I would call it secondary stories going on. Like, whereas um the most recent thing I can think of is Control, right? Like Control. There's all these secondary stories that mm-hmm. I never actually see, but I consistently am finding paperwork to tell me about, and and. Understand, like, what the lifestyle of this office place is. There's not a lot of that here. You get a couple of conversations every now and then as you're just observing, as you're moving around the world, but there's not like a bunch of sub threads, right? I think, like, the most interesting I found was a dude saying up this domino block. And if you go and you kick them the dominoes topple over, and apparently there's explosives being set up in the bottom and they blow everyone up. (laughs) That's a great moment. But, um, Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of that, but, like, I guess it was just that as I went on, I realized I'm so powerful that I don't fear anything, no matter what my play style is, you know? And on top of that, I'm handicapped as far as the abilities I can bring in, so I don't feel like I have a full repertoire. Uh, John and I were talking about it on Saturday. I love about Dishonored is you could... At any point, pull out any ability you want to use. Here, you're pretty much limited to two, and I feel like 95% of people who play this game are going to put shift in one of those abilities because you just really need to get around. So really, it's you have one secondary ability. And I would love the ability where I could stealth around, set up traps, do things, and then when I'm ready to cause chaos, switch to other abilities and then say, here we go, let's see what happens. I can't do this here. Um, and that's where I feel like it drops off is that the enemies aren't that smart. The, the trinkets and power-ups I get eventually make it where they're not much of a challenge and you can get out of danger whenever you need to. And then there's not a lot of experimentation with all of what's in your real house that you can use on one run in a level, um, to, to just see what the heck will happen. Versus Dishonored. I get found out. It's okay. I saved it. I'm just going to rain down chaos and see what the heck happens for the next five minutes and now I'm going to reload the level and then try again because I'm going for a stealth play.
0: But you do get the double jump from
2: day one.
1: I actually figured that would negate everything Chris had a problem with. I actually (laughs) got rid of the
2: double jump (laughs) because I needed our trinkets in there.
1: (laughs) So Sean, when I was playing this game and I was was grinding it. Game of the year! I was grinding. <laughs> I was grinding this thing all weekend because I was like I cannot have Chris give me an extra week and not finish this game. I've got to finish this game. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, to me it was like, you know, I wasn't sure because I was actually taking some I was taking some notes going, "Okay, I just found a scenario where three people were at in the same place. So just let me write that down and remember that or just I wasn't really, un- I wasn't really sure how the systems in place were designed to sort of allow you to kind of examine your notes, examine all your, all your records and go, okay, I can do this and this and this. So I wasn't sure when I did, when I went through all the, I, I guess we should say the game has a story and it and it is somewhat linear. You can pick and choose which, which things you want to do first, but you're set with goals. Um. I mean, I'm calling them chapters, you know, That's you a just good just go in and just yeah. do what you want. And you go in and you try to take out... You try to take out a visionary in order for you to learn about his day. So even if you kill that visionary, you discover alternatives to killing him, at least by killing him yourself. You can... Whoever it is, there's ways maybe you can set it up for he would you would rig something or booby trap something or do something here. So all these guys, all these visionaries, you're, you're tracking a storyline throughout their time, throughout their, throughout their whole day so that you can learn the codes you need to learn to do this to, so you can learn the, the sequence of events where, you know, if you do this, to if you sabotage him on this, he's going to move on to do something else he had not planned to do during the day. So, when i was doing all that i wasn't sure if it was something i was just going to have to pay attention to but all of a sudden when i got done with all the all the all the quests if you, the quest lines it just it 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 automatically the system lined up what you're supposed to do so here Correct. it is this is what you do and i think chris was chris is saying that was somewhat a disappointment for him uh because he didn't kind of get to pick and choose and experiment but i think the experimentation comes with the separate ways you go about killing each visionary that the experimentation is I killed yeah. th- I'll kill him this way or I'll kill him this way. And you can do it multiple times, but at the ending, it's set in stone. And the way I think about that is, you know, I, I you know, I, cause I heard that criticism and I thought about it. And I was like, think about edge of tomorrow with Tom Cruise. He had to relive that day thousands of times. I believe thousands of times because he found out that if he did it any other way, it would not work and i think that's i think that's why i think that's how time actually works it's like it's like you step on a it's like somebody stepped on a worm 500 years ago and you know gandhi was born <laughs> i really just think that things happen that way in the system what is it what is it jurassic park called the butter the what is it called the uh
2: butterfly effect
1: no that's chaos theory
2: oh yeah
1: like a, a butterfly flaps his wings no, and no. a hurricane starts, you know? Of water. something like that. Yeah, I got you. And Tom Cruise, that character realized that he had to do everything a certain way to get to the ending of what he was trying to accomplish. So that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, mm. plus you have to you have to build a system that only works in a day's time with four different areas. So I think that they were constrained based on the based on the system that they had set up. Um but I think but I think the way I, I think it choosing the I, I think it building the path out and one path, I think that actually reflects the way time works in science fiction. It's like in order yeah, to do like what through, you do through experimentation
0: you discover the path.
1: It's the path. You can't yeah. do it any other way. I mean that's I mean that's how that's how Groundhog Day worked. That's how that's how Edge of Tomorrow worked, Palm Springs, or Live Die Repeat, whatever you want to call the movie. I just think, and so I, you know, I was I took that into consideration. I was like, oh man, it'd be cool if we could just really kind of experiment um, and pick and choose and get it all done. But you really, in in most in most scenarios that we've been told as an as, as an entertainment medium, that's not how it works. Hmm. But I'm I mean, not a scientist.
2: I guess I'm with you in the sense of like that. That's an interesting concept. I'll give you that. I'm more so looking at from the sense of When I'm doing these types of games, I want the full freedom of choice as much as possible to take on how I accomplish uh, objectives. And this just felt like a very much like all of a sudden you've been told me, go explore this level. Do you want? And now it's like, but now you have to do it this way or you have to do it this set order this way. And that is the only way it can be done versus like. I think of going back to something like Gear solid five, where, I mean, I had levels where that is a game that is moving in real time. Right. And there are consequences to me sitting around, AKA the guards are going to change out. So they're going to notice people are gone. And if, I've scouted a bunch of them. They might end up having a different patrol come in and now they're in different positions. Like I had to consistently be aware of what I was doing and that made that game very exciting at times. And, you know, I've described like that helicopter sequence is still probably like one of my top five favorite moments I've ever had in a video game where it's like you've worked to this point. Can we execute? We will. Uh, and I love it. But, I just feel with this, it was like I didn't even feel like it mattered. Like towards the end, how I experimented anymore, it was just like, okay, I've powered up my dude. I know I got to kill these three people here. You know, like L- in the, me, the Avengers, do- do- go Doctor do Strange.
0: You know, he he found the one way. Yeah. I think that's, I think John's more right than
2: you. No, I'm I'm going, he's probably right in the sense of what maybe their intent is. I I get that. I'm more so, I'm speaking to the point of gameplay in the sense of like, this is where games are unique, right? Whereas like the movie could say, no, this or a book, TV show, whatever, can say this is the definitive timeline that had to happen to make it work, right? Like this is even Lord of the Rings. This is the one way that you could destroy Mother the ring. Eppers. Yeah.
0: You found a way to bring Lord of the Rings in the podcast and John got to talk about <laughs> Dishonored in the same podcast. But
2: to but see, every, to every, every point, game we
1: play that has a variety of gameplay and a vari- and, and experiment mm. still has mm. still has finality in its ending. It's Sure, ends sure in the same way. And, and I, I just I, think of that final that final loop that it reveals to you. I just think of that as the boss fight. That's the boss yeah. fight. And yeah, Juliana because taunts you. Juliana taunts you through the entire through the entire game. You're never gonna figure this out. You're never gonna figure this out. You're never gonna figure this out. And it, if there's <laughs> multiple ways of figuring it out, mm-hmm. she can't be that boastful. You know? I don't know.
2: I just I, I love that freedom like of of being able to figure it out on my own. And and like that was my power with their previous games. I loved that satisfaction I got of I did this, and I did it this way. And I don't even know if they thought I would do it this way, but that's how I decided to approach it, and it actually freaking worked. I love that feeling. I did not, while I had that feeling earlier in the run, as I said, I like that's why I say this is a game of two halves to me. The earlier half, I had those moments where I really explored, tried different things, was impressed. By the end of it, it was just more of like, okay, I know what the... The loop is, right? I've been told what it is. Let's get to the end. And on top of that, the ending of it, I don't think is very strong. Um, Oh, my God. Chris, this game of four, dude. No, (laughs) like, I think it's this weird thing of, like, I feel bad for them on this sense, And I, I will give them a pass on this because there are other entities that I love that have been accused of it, which is, it is for the... The bulk of this game is a sci-fi mystery, right? It's a sci-fi mystery game if you as far as what's going on, why it's going on, and how it's resolved, you know, depending on how you feel about those answers is probably in part how you feel about it. And Lost is one of my favorite shows. So, you know, I'm sure Damon Lindelof and uh and JJ Abrams can sit down and go, like, I sympathize with you on this, uh, to the the producers of this game but for me the ending um, one very sudden when you get there two very short and three there was a lot of things that I was really interested to know about that I don't think it very well explained and I go like the only way the, the funny thing is I like obviously this game has multiple endings uh, which is not something uncommon for arcane but I feel like the way, regardless, it ends, the only way we'll ever get a Deathloop 2 is if it's probably a prequel. And I think you could probably figure out what that would be without saying it to the general audience.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I'm sure you could fill in some of those gaps, but there were some, like, key things that even when they were explained, I was kind of like, ah, that's kind of just low. You know, like, there's there, there's... I was like, that why why them not him that kind of thing i was having that kind of issue
1: mm. yeah yeah you can definitely rest assured um every every arcane game since the original dishonored has had some sort of expansion yeah they're going to do something and it's going to be completely not what you expect mm-hmm. um you know be cool i mean you already can technically play as juliana which yes but which is know, fun
2: i did it I yeah. did do that. Um, she has her own storyline um, is good for clarification as far as her motivations, as far as where she's going in it. So I would tell people uh, the one thing I will say, I noticed when I first finished it, it was a lot easier for matchmaking than now. And that's my one worry for those who want to see that story side, right? Like, I don't think you can just go in and do a single player game where there's a AI cult running around a level at some time day and you can go hunt him down. Um, so that's probably the one fear I have for those. Like if you want to see the Juliana storyline, I would tell you do it now because so it's a
1: storyline.
2: There is a storyline. like, it's not like a, I didn't play all the way through completion, but I did see like, okay, like there it, it's giving more exposition to her, you know? Okay. And, and I just I thought like, it was,
1: I just thought it was jumping in and trying to kill. Cole. No, no, no. Like,
2: that's, that's- like, you see her wake up in like what the process is before she actually goes in and like, you know, injects okay. on Colt, that kind of stuff. And she has her upgrade paths to where she can, you know, again, use residium to, uh, make herself more, have a larger library, if you will, to, uh, work with.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I will, I will say one, and I think Chris sort of echoed this a little bit. My, my one complaint is, about this game is and I'm, and I, I don't even know if they made a, a mechanical or story justification for it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are locked down to two, um, slabs and you've got three slots, you yeah. got three slab slots, <laughs> slots for slabs, but one of them is permanently occupied by your, yeah um uh, by your ability to die
2: Repressed. three
1: times before you reloop um i i wish you could just interchange things when you need them i don't i don't think that they made a justification based on the loop they might have and i just missed it but that's one thing because when you when you're when you're starting off and you and you get loops like the first one i got was shift and because i've played every other dishonored game i'm very comfortable with that ability It's and I just I never like the two one the the ones that I use the most, probably 90 percent of the time was Shift and um, the invisibility. Oh, uh, use Aether. Aether, yeah. Or Aether, whatever. Yeah, And you can beef that thing up and it's it's pretty awesome. I agree. So those are the two that I used. uh, (laughs) But see, that's that's a complaint of mine. Um,
2: No, I'm I'm with you because like I'm with you like it's a good reprisal is a good ability to have early on because you need that ability to say, I don't want to die and lose everything, but it would have been nice late in the game. I could take that out. And again, that might've solved some of my issues like where I don't need this anymore. I'm willing to risk. I have one life to live and that's it. Right. And I'm going to do shift Nexus. And then maybe probably mine would have been kinetic. Because those two, the first two, I can go stealth all throughout, but it would be really nice to know if all of a sudden I screw up and I fall onto a patio and there's four people there at the party that they can just look at me and I just go, bye. And then they all fly off (laughs) the side of a mountain.
1: (laughs) Particularly since there's no penalties. No. You you don't get that stat board at the end of every level. Like, here's how many people you killed. And did you, were you a ghost? Did you do stealth?
2: And there's no, uh, there's, this is, we should say, this is like really the first time where there's no negative effects based on your playstyle, right? Like, you know, whether you're talking about Dishonored, obviously story-wise, it affects your ending in the game. If you kill people, it's a much darker ending versus if you don't. On the flip side, for Prey, it was about what kind of alien powers you took on and mm-hmm. basically it would corrupt you Uh, towards the end versus not so you know like this was i think that was one things i was really excited for in this game was that idea of like freedom because it felt something i guess more (laughs) more akin to uh, a game that i really wish we would have another one of splinter cell because splinter cell is here is a ton of options you can go non-lethal if you so choose right but if you want to you can also do this there's no wrong option as far as as long as you accomplish whatever your objectives are. And that was the one thing I appreciated with this game. It was like, you can murk as many people as you want in different ways as you want. And there's never a penalty to you, the player for deciding to play that way.
1: Yeah. It's like Sean was playing dishonored for a little bit and he kept, he said something like, man, there's rats everywhere. <laughs> Cause, Cause he, he was, was killing, killing everyone. <laughs> um, so yeah. That's uh, I I I think that I don't know I think, I think that we're covers good.
2: yeah yeah um, so uh, John should should I go first I feel like I should go first are are we here
0: boys I we're think here. we are
2: all right if I was gonna we, give a score to Deathloop
0: seven point two five for Chris eight point seven five
2: or nine for John no it's still uh for me it's still an eight point five um I think what? this is a game worth playing I just think it's a game. That has faults for the style of game that I you was You literally thinking. just confused me, and I know you as a person. If you go back and you listen to the first 30, 40
0: minutes. No, I no, praise, only Yeah. Chris, there, your review was excellent, buddy. Yes. I, I don't need to go back. I was here. What I'm saying is you said the game was a tale of two halves.
2: The yes. second
0: half you had a lot of issues with that you pointed out. But to me now that shows how good the first half was yes. and the overall experience. And, and so to be you, fair,
2: the halves are kind of more down. Like, the halves are more like for those who are looking at it, like this is one half, this is the other half. Okay. Like there's the end game and there's the approach to the end game. I think the approach to the end game, despite the AI issues, whatever, which I don't think are great. Um I'll I'll look over that. That's fine. I think those first eight to 10 hours. Most people will play this game unless they are just perfect and better at games than we are fine. I'll accept that too. Are so fun and experimentative and great level design, great sound design, great world building. Like we didn't even touch on this. Like this is a really cool take on sixties mod, uh, period and things like that are going on with it. It's me and John were talking about, he's like, did you notice the one door that was locked and you could just hear people making, Sweet, sweet noises of passion. Um, they were banging. They were. They were. Yeah. Like pound town. Just just little things like that are great. Um, I just think the later you go in this game, one, it gets way too easy for my taste. And two, for someone who was really hoping for a true immersive sim, I think it begins to drop away from that for the sake of going here's a linear path to the end of the story. And and part of me thinks that might just be in part because of the restrictions put on arcane to make sure this game got done on time uh, at, at yeah. the budget it was at. And I, I can, that's not their choice. You know, I think if you give arcane freedom, they'll take freedom any day of the week. And there's part of me, I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm just going to say, if there was a dream of mine for arcane in the future maybe next year when it comes to game pass microsoft says we don't care go develop more
1: go do whatever you want for go this makes game Go make winter cell for chris so he'll shut up <laughs> please <laughs> dear god dude so chris um you know the fact that you you're an 8.5 mm-hmm. i honestly thought you'd be lower than that mm-hmm. um but to me this game <laughs> <laughs> <ooh>. um,
0: <laughs> 7.5 and confuse sean even more
1: <laughs> six um, <laughs> for the entire year it has not changed resident evil village has been the game to beat ooh. has loop De- has death loop done it i'll have to make that choice later on <gasps> but it doesn't mean okay is this game better than Dishonored Two? Nah. Is it close? Yeah. And it's still a ten. Mm. This game is a ten. Ten. My yes. There are just there's like um, when I started this game, I was like, "How am I going to get this done in time for the show?" The next day, I was done with it. Yeah. I I don't burn through games like that anymore the last time i did it oddly enough this is so random you'll never the last time i burned through a game was um shadow of mordor as random as that is i completely just tore through that one i didn't it was know something you beat about, that huh
2: i didn't know you beat that game oh yeah i didn't play
1: chat i didn't play shadow of war but 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 mordor just blew me away Uh, yeah yeah the uh like we like we alluded to beginning level design top notch chris is right on a couple of his points the ai you know it is what it is yeah um and dishonored too you have to really work to not alert enemies i agree here i could do jumping jacks behind them and they would (laughs) never know i was there the gunplay the kinetic feel of the game just everything about it, you know, in in the, in the final run, there was one, one of the visionaries died off screen in a way I didn't even set in motion. I was like, well, how did, what, how did that happen? Apparently somebody just shot him by accident. <laughs> okay. The game, the game has so many surprises, so many things. I, I'm going to play this game for years and notice something. Like Breath of the Wild, I'm going to notice something about the game that I'd never noticed before. There's going to be a nook and cranny that I'd never noticed before.
2: That's why. So I mean, that's why I hold it like where I think you think it would be lower. That's where I true. appreciate it. Like where yeah. I'm like, there are things I know I have not seen in this game. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I would like I would like a new game plus. Yes. That unlocked all the abilities. That would be cool. To make to to sort of so you know you know work on a new mode kind of like with Prey they did that they actually did and you you actually think about it the way the the way that they might have prepared for this game you know I think of I think the two games that prepared them for this game the most are Prey and that Wolfenstein game that they made I think I think the worlds are very similar to that Wolfenstein game and two when they did that um, expansion for Prey that Moon game where it was just like a roguelike do it over and over and over again. I think there was a lot of things that Arcane was working on that led to this game. Probably right. I think, I think this game is their most, um, their most marketable game they've ever done. And if you think about it, the four areas they've designed, they've probably, they probably had to do less um, design than they ever had this, this game to me with, with all the areas they cover is like the size of a, of an expansion that they've done for Dishonored.
2: Well, plus you can even tell like some of the design choices is like a, how certain buildings are structured. You're like, yeah, that's assets out of design, like down to like the, the way shut doors are, you know, like where that they're kind of like shingles, almost like that stack on top of each other. You know what I'm talking about? Where you'll come up to and you're like, that's straight out of dishonored, <laughs> um, yeah. which go for it, you know, use your assets. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. Yeah,
1: but that's my score. And you're, I like your voice. If I can get like an eleven, it. I would. Oh, and, uh, and I, I, I just had a blast with this game, dude. This game when so you fun.
0: said in the beginning, uh, had you had you had this happen and we recorded and you hadn't got a chance to talk about it, I knew right then it was a ten.
1: I would have been bummed out for sure. Bummed out.
0: Yeah, but we we got I you. Quit the we show. love you. We got you
2: and we love you. So if John can send okay, that delay either, John. check to me <laughs> for Chipotle.
1: All they got to do now is make a Resident Evil game that repeats its day. <laughs>
0: I will never play that
1: game.
2: <laughs> you, be uh, the
0: scariest, uh,
2: you boys want to do some news? Yes.
0: I mean, I guess, dude.
2: Okay. Off off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news.
1: news.
2: News. We got a we got
0: a big one to lead you guys off this week. It was uh we're going to kind of it's kind of huge. We're going to point out the things from Nintendo Direct that kind of were the, the 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 biggest juiciest ones. Big and juicy. Um so here we go. Get ready cuz you're going to hear from all three of us on this one, all right? Uh, Kirby and Forgotten Land, and the Forgotten Land, sorry, is an all-new 3D adventure coming to Nintendo Switch in spring of next year. That's pretty dope. The game features open areas as opposed to, to the traditional 2D platform style of previous Kirby games. So that is going to be different for that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack was announced and will include Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games. Sega! The update arrives in October and more details on pricing will be revealed. Uh, and also I get to end here with Bayonetta 3 gameplay was finally revealed and the game is now slated for a 2022 release date and no season locked in. Uh, this is the first time we've seen anything official since the game awards in guess what year?
2: 2017. Apparently they're uh, humanoids and they're coming yeah. back. I saw them. Apparently they 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 look very hairy (laughs) that's what i saw um did you guys see the kirby trailer the what the kirby trailer
1: yeah it uh i mean it reminded me of a seattle from the last of us part (laughs) Two. that's funny
2: this is when i tell you guys i have failed Mm -hmm. i did not watch that direct at all i was i was excited for it because it's the Mm -hmm. first kirby game and i don't knock on this like it's actually been a charming thing that they've done right which is that they've always had like a unique art style and this is like just a true just looks like hey we're going to make a kirby game you know here's 3d kirby and this is what we're going for and yeah i hope it i hope it's good it
1: looked interesting i'm excited about it i love Kirby. i think he's a adorable little butterball but was it this uh,
0: system that i bought a kirby launch game on
2: yeah the artistic one that just came out right
0: the the Yarns adventure? Yeah. No.
1: No, yeah, that was uh that was Kirby's Epic Yarn was on Wii. It was on Wii U. And no, that was that was um Oh my god. I swear on. I bought a Kirby game. On there my, has been a yeah, Kirby game. Yeah, yeah, there's a Kirby game on it. It's just not it's uh it's like a clay something. Kirby's uh dot Claymation.net. We got we got Google Chris here,
2: Platoon! Guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> lastly though. John Bayonetta three,
0: yeah, yeah. I said, I said, I said, yeah,
1: yeah. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. There you go. That's the one.
0: Yeah, and you had yeah, man. You know what? I think it had a gimmick. Yeah,
1: but they're always uh, so beautiful. The Switch, the Switch Kirby game, I freaking loved. Um, don't remember what it's called, (laughs) (laughs) but it's good. Anyway, Anyway. Um, anyhow,
2: Splatoon three was further revealed. With gameplay and the return of mammals, I don't know how you yes. that. Yes, Okay, let's go with that. In the single Mammalians. player. Yeah. And there will be a single player campaign. Still no specifics, but it's coming out next year. So that's exciting. Monster Hunter Rise has revealed a new expansion called Sunbreak and is planned for the summer of next year. It will add new stories, locals, or locales, sorry, and <laughs> monsters. Shocking.
1: Find your locals near you. Right. (laughs) The final Super Smash
2: Bros. character will be revealed in early October. Let's all hope it's Master Master Chief. Chief. Yep. Master Chief. Let's just hope. Uh, Mr. Miyamoto, in the most popular announcement of this direct, by far, easily, uh, Mm -hmm. announced a release date for the new Super Mario Bros. movie. Mario will be played by Chris Pratt. With Anna Taylor Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser. I think I saw uh, was it Michael Kean Peel uh, is Toad. Apparently, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. So, all right, we'll see. And finally, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Such a great game. Will arrive on your Switches this November. So, obviously, everyone loved the casting for the Super Mario Bros. movie.
1: Is he being facetious?
0: Yeah, he's being kind of a smart a. I, I'm, I'm. There was a lot of talk about Chris Pratt as Mario. There was a lot of memes made already about him mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. I, I was happy to... I didn't know this, so I looked into it further, that it's going to be more of an animated movie, so he's not literally It's like, going to be Mario.
2: Yeah, it's the folks at um, Illumination who are the folks who did like Despicable Me, the Minions, yeah. uh, the Lorax, a lot of the Dr. Seuss movies, they've done those. I don't know. I, <laughs> the internet is going crazy about this, and I'm like, what did you expect them to do? Why would Mario, or why would Nintendo not get Chris Pratt, aka the guy who was head of the Lego movie, which made a ton of mo- you know money when it came out, or say Jack Black, who
1: was in Kung Fu well, like, Panda in May moon. They have a cast that appeals to children exactly. and adults across the board.
0: Yeah. I think the the uproar was they didn't quite know it was going to be. Maybe maybe they didn't. Maybe I'm talking for people and I, who knows. But they thought it was going to be like that classic live action movie again. Yeah. Which would be terrible. The
2: classic. Like, no one needs that. <laughs> classic. No one needs that. Right. I think right. – um, I, I really thought about this. I was like, you know, cause I even talked to Sean to me. This is what I call a checklist movie. You are trying to check boxes. You're trying to say we want something that appeals yeah. to families. We want something that has box office draw. We want something that <clears throat> has little moments that are going to make the fans happy. And here I could see something like where imagine just a storyline just off the bat here. I thought this up Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are brothers. They're living in New York. They used to play all the Mario games when they were younger. They've gone distant, right? And all of a sudden, they get transported into a Mario game. I don't know how. It happens
0: because, this movie. because it happens.
2: Yeah, Chris, what are you doing? Because I'm just describing. I'm thinking
0: about, stop thinking about movies.
2: Am, but, like, you take that and you say, now all of, a sudden, all of a sudden Chris Pratt and Charlie Day are Mario and Luigi. I don't have a problem. I mean, Jack Black as Bowser actually sounds right. Right. I could easily see that working and it makes a ton of sense.
0: I want zero live action in it because I I think of like what Smurfs
2: is now. And I'm like, I'm out. And but that's what Smurfs is. Smurfs is, hey, take the Smurfs and say it doesn't work by themselves. We're going to put them, you know, in a completely different world. That's that's Mm -hmm. how Hollywood works to adapt these things. And guess what? Smurfs made a ton of money. I don't care no, how you do. feel about it. I don't think they're great movies, but they I make don't a I don't care tomo. how you feel about it. It sucked.
0: That's right. That I, just happened.
2: <laughs> I guarantee you this. As long as that movie is not completely terrible, it's not going to make less than 500 million dollars.
0: 500
2: million dollars? Yeah. I think it's probably likely it makes closer to a billion. It's Mario. A billion dollars mm-hmm. on a movie.
0: I, am I the only one that think that's high? Am I? Do I need to drink more coffee to wake up or something like?
1: Go look at Marvel. Go look at if if a go go at makes, Mar- if a Marvel movie makes if a Marvel movie makes three five hundred million. It's like uh, it did I? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a Marvel movie
0: that has an established. Okay, John, will you will you continue reading the direct news? Because I, I will. Chris Let's right start
1: now. off with talking about one of my favorite things in the entire <laughs> world. Castlevania Advance Collection brings four classic games to the Switch and other platforms as well. It was later announced Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, Circle of the Moon, and the Dracula X, which was originally released only on the Super Famicom in Japan. Oh, fun you, fact! If you love Castlevania and you love Symphony of the Night, these three games Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, Circle of the Moon are your. Um, are are your definite go-tos. I mean, they were they I, I, this was in the days of the Game Boy Advance when they were and I would say DS where they were these things these things were almost annual games. Mm-hmm. Um it was just sort of a renaissance for people who who had these handheld systems. So there were three <clears throat> there were three Castlevanias on the Advance and three Castlevanias on the on the DS. Uh so I definitely recommend that. ActRaiser Renaissance is a remastered version of Super NES uh, Classic and is out now on all consoles. I never played this, um, but it looks amazing in its remastered form. Project Triangle Strategy is now called, you guessed it, Triangle Strategy, and will be released (laughs) in March of 2022. Dying Light 2 Stay Human will arrive on Switch in cloud version, and Dying Light Platinum Edition will come to Switch on October 19th. Mario Golf Super Rush has received an update adding new characters and courses. Sean, we've got to get on that pretty soon. Yeah, we do. October 29th, Hyrule Warriors will receive new content for Expansion Pass owners that will include new characters, new stages, and new story sequences. So uh, we got to give Mike a heads up on that one.
0: Yeah, we do. Mikey, listening? Probably not.
1: <clears throat> one thing, <laughs> I don't know. One thing, if I could go back a little. One thing that that really did an eyebrow raise for me was the Nintendo switch online plus um, I'm waiting to figure out what they are justifying as charging you more money for this I don't know that there is one um, but hey, it's like maybe, maybe, maybe it's just something we have to wait and see but I don't really understand unless you're gonna go unless you are improving your system mm-hmm. uh, improving your online experience as opposed to simply giving you new games right. I don't. I don't know that I'm down with this. Well, um, most of the most of the games that were on N64 have been remastered in some form. I don't need. I don't think I'm just. Gonna, I don't think I'm going to need this at all. But we'll wait and see. I, I, I mean, I'll wait for them to talk about pricing and why it's priced that way. But as of right now, this announcement really turned me off. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I just don't. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is uh, a potential top five for me this year. So I am very stoked about an expansion that's coming to this game. Um, but yeah, any standouts you guys uh, well noticed?
2: I was going to say the reason they had the increased price is that obviously um, Sonic 2, which is maybe the greatest game ever made. You know, they had to pay for those rights to have it on the service and, uh, you know people have to pay more for that
1: you're joking, but you could be right
0: <laughs> my gut says that they're gonna they're gonna Nintendo us and sometimes I say that and I mean it as a term of endearment mm-hmm. and this time I'm not meaning that I think they're gonna simply say we're giving you uh, x y4 games and we're gonna charge more money
1: and um, it depends I mean Netflix raises their prices every year what are you gonna do? I, um, It depends on what I mean. If they're jump, jumping it to thirty nine ninety nine, no. Well, if they're, I don't even remember how what I pay now, but um, what I pay to keep you guys <laughs> on my you're system not on yours anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right, Sean. You are not on.
0: Yeah, there. I left. I, I left. The, I left the house.
1: <laughs> um, hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> another thing. Another thing. um, I was let down by the Mario movie, not because of the, the news, but because I I, I don't really I don't care that much. I mean, I'm not itching for a Mario movie because I grew up in the era of Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. But when I saw Shigeru Miyamoto come out, I thought he was there to talk about something else. And we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, Could have been anything. It could have been a new Mario game. It could have been where, you know, Platinum was, Platinum is wanting to redo, um, not redo, they didn't make it, but um, maybe they did. I don't remember they're wanting to remaster start star Fox zero for the Wii U. Um, there was just a lot of things I was expecting cause we hadn't really seen Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto in a while. Sure. Yeah. So when he came out and talked about the movie, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's good to see you.
2: <laughs> Can I make yeah, a prediction with that? Uh, with yeah. the fact that they're all in on this Mario movie. So sure, that's man. coming out December, right next year. I think it's what they said was the release window. I don't know if they said the precise date. Um, or at least I don't remember it.
1: It's like a uh, holiday. But nothing yeah. Percent.
2: Like somewhere December 25th. Right. Let's just presume that True. I'm going to presume that at the game awards next year, you will get the next first look at the next Mario game. That's my guess. 3d Mario game is, nice. you know, because that just, it makes too much sense, right? Like, Hey, yeah. the Mario movie's coming by the way, here's Odyssey two or whatever it is they're going to do next. Right. Here it is.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think um, Game Awards is gonna blow our hair back with Zelda and Mario. Yes. Um, yeah. But then there's the Game Awards curse where you reveal a game there and you don't see it for five years. Or
0: like, or like when it's the 36th anniversary of Zelda, we finally get new Zelda stuff.
1: It's yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's fine.
2: All right. It's fine. I'm back up, boys. At least we got some updates on Last of Us.
0: Yeah, and I was very excited. I saw this picture and looked at it for a long time. <laughs> for real. Uh, what we're talking about, of course, is the first image from the HBO's The Last of Us show uh, has actually been revealed. This is an image that shows Pedro Pascal's Joel and Bella Ramsey's Ellie looking out on a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Damn, I got some Chris going on with some wreckage far off into the distance. The image actually does look like it could have been pulled from the game. Uh, in other news, Naughty Dog has provided a quote update on the Last of Us multiplayer project. Uh, they've assured fans that they are actively working on it, and they will
1: reveal more when it's ready. Fair point. Basically, shut up. We're Naughty Dog. Quick questioning Yes, yeah. yeah. get out of our face. Do you know who it, I am? I'm Naughty Dog. I'm It was very boy. Naughty Dog. You're right. That, it
2: was it, that it, picture though. That picture though, you look good. Bro, right? We're excited. Yeah, it, look,
1: it looked like a. It looked like front. It looked like it was pulled out of the game.
2: Do you think there's a point where Pedro <laughs> Pascal was. is maybe gonna, was. <laughs> Do you think there's gonna be a point in this first season where Pedro Pascal turns to Bella Ramsey and goes, This is the way?
0: No, I think she says it to him. Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be nice. I'm really thinking about like how far they go in this series, how they go with it. It could be um, epic. It could Fallout be Fallout could be epic. It could be Epic, so could the Fallout if Speaking they don't do it right.
2: Speaking of Epic Fallouts. Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic Games, has revealed that Apple has denied their request to reinstate Epic's developer count. Mm-hmm. Basically, Apple is refusing to consider this or all future requests from Epic, quote, until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable, according to... Twin uh Tim Sweeney, the pro or I'm sorry, the appeal process could take as long as five years. The move effectively blacklists Epic from the App Store. Sweeney has indicated that Apple has broken its promise to reinstate Epic as long as it plays by the rules, which was mandated by the court. And I think like this is actually um this was like a big thing. Like when you actually looked at that ruling, <clears throat> why Epic was considered overall the loser was that they deem them being in violation of their contract, right, with Apple. And therefore, Apple has, it sounds like they have very much rights until, you know, I guess they do fall under these guidelines to say, no, we, we don't have to let you in. We don't care. You're suing us. You can you can do whatever you want to, you know, Epic, which is, I mean, if we're being honest here, Epic's not hurting, so... They'll probably be fine with it, but yeah.
1: Well, I think I think Apple's having <laughs> having a temper tantrum, and they're they're probably going to bite off more than they can chew. They're they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Maybe I mean that kind of rhymed, but I think I think honestly, that Chris, I rhyme. just disagree with you. I think I think as far as the as far as the ruling of the court, mm-hmm. that particular ruling, Epic was the winner here. They but, got uh, what they want. I feel like and they it's, got a, the, the opposite. It's weird. It's a weird appellate process because. You know, it's one thing to appeal, but when but when someone on death row is on appeal, they still have to sit their butt in jail. They still have to buy, abide by the court's ruling. Sure. And I don't understand why. In this, I know it's a civil case. I'm not. I, I understand that distinction, but I don't understand why. Um, I, I predict another hearing for someone to look at this and go. You need to let. You need to tell Apple they need to abide by your ruling. Until it, until another court deems that perhaps you ruled incorrectly.
2: But I thought that was like part of their ruling was that they didn't have to reinstate them. Like the judge said that, like, no, you're in violation no. of your contract.
1: So no, like they have to. The ruling Like like I said, the ruling, the ruling did, they did rule that they were in fact, from the point of that day of that ruling backward,
2: mm-hmm. they were
1: in violation of the contract. Yeah. But they'd been kicked out of the store, so they're not. In, they weren't in violation anymore. They're not in the store anymore. Sure. So the reality is that what they did was they had to pay back pay damages because the court deemed them in violation. Correct. But going forward, he re, the court remandated what the rules were, so the rules had changed. So what Epic, Epic broke rules of the past, but they were about to abide by rules of the future. So according to Epic's understanding, Apple was letting them back into the store. No, Apple
0: said, no, dog, until since, that ruling becomes non-appealable. Yeah. Because yeah. right until now it still Until lawyer Rob
1: comes back or Platt wants to jump in on this, I don't understand, and it's it's obviously something I don't understand. Hmm. I don't understand in a civil case, you can you can continue to abide well, and go about it the same old way, even so, though the court ruled you're not supposed to.
2: But is Apple just simply saying to them, well... It,
1: If you don't,
2: well, no, no, they're saying if you don't appeal us, right? Because it's pretty clear they're appealing this decision because they want more. Apple's going to appeal the decision. No, epic. Yeah, but what I
1: don't understand is Apple. While Apple appeals it, they no, uh, Apple's not appealing. Apple is fine. Yes, they are.
2: Yes, epic. Epic is the one who is like came out. You got it backwards. You got back up. Apple
0: saying. saying they're not going to abide by any rules until that that ruling is final and has zero appealability left
2: to it. Well, then That's maybe we're okay, on
1: this platform until we've exhausted all our appeals. OK, maybe yes.
2: I'm wrong in the sense of like Apple will also appeal it. But from my understanding, <laughs> <laughs> no, from my understanding, Epic is appealing this because they did not like this ruling. Like Epic was yeah, no, comm- they didn't appeal. they paid oh. them. No, Epic. Yeah. Epic is like consistently been. We did not like this ruling. That has been their line of this because they want an environment like right now, the best they got. No, the best that Epic got in this whole entire lineup of what they were going for was that basically you can have a link to your store. That's all they want. Or that's what Apple kind of would be okay with. I would think, but what Epic wants is the ability to say, no, we want to be able to sell our currency here. Like, we don't want to have to worry about you. Regardless, we want it to be: you can go into our app. You don't have to click on a link or anything. You can just through our app, buy our currency, and not have to go through Apple. And we don't have to pay Apple one single dollar because you're buying our currency you're, from Australia. Yeah, you
0: brought in all, all right. That might, dude. You just open up a whole other box. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal, though. A ruling happened. Mm-hmm. Judge says Apple, you got to do this now. Apple was like, damn it. Epic thought they were going to just trot, trot back over to Apple and be like, here you we go. We're back, guys. Apple was like, no, dog. He did say that, but until that is the final word and we can't appeal it no more, uh-uh. And now Epic's like, but, dog, it was a ruling, and I thought we were good. I just said that in lamest terms.
2: Yeah. All yeah, that other stuff. Epic's,
1: Epic's not, I mean, they might be appealing some sort of smaller yeah, that, smaller yeah. ruling, but Epic has already paid Apple all the back pay for yeah, violations. Yeah, they don't
2: care about that. I agree with you on that. Okay. Yeah. You right. Good.
1: It's, you know, I'm glad we settled it's, that. It's the Did bigger
2: you? picture. Epic is not happy with the ruling. That's what has been the common trend. They but, want more. Okay, that that's but, a different but, picture but than but Chris, this news story.
1: If if Apple is appealing, does that mm. mean they're happy with the ruling? Because they're appealing right. it. The, you do think, agree that Apple's the one appealing the ruling. Sure. <laughs> I think
2: Apple's fine with the fact that they don't get ruled a monopoly. That's the only thing they care about. Right. Oh yeah,
1: God. That's a victory for them. Yes. Even though they are.
2: Because they have billions of dollars. Chris, <laughs> you do agree that
0: Apple's logo is an apple that's bitten, right? <laughs> that's different.
1: They own all the apples. <laughs> Every time I bite into an Apple, I owe Apple.
2: Yeah, way to go.
1: We'll see if they settle.
2: I had a different point in it, but yeah, whatever.
1: Go ahead, make your point. I'll I'll,
2: I'll give you the last word. my, My point is this. My point is that if you look at people who have looked at this case, Apple won overwhelmingly because they did not get labeled a monopoly because They still are basically entitled, no matter who comes into, you could put a link on there to something else. They are allowed to get their fair share of what they charge. That was kind of Apple's whole entire point. Now they're looking for total victory. Fine. They can do that if they want. That's cool. But Epic pretty much lost on everything on the idea, except you can put a link to a site to then go buy currency elsewhere. That is it. You can't even go through the app to do it. And on top of it, they were told they can't read. They weren't being forced to reinstate their own application there. They have to, as you said, reapply for a new permit. Yeah.
1: All righty. Um, so in other news, Activision, another civil case, Activision has settled Activision Blizzard doesn't want to fight anymore. They've got no more fight left in them. (laughs) The company is settling the claim with the EEOC for the allegations of violating the civil rights of its employees. Not all of them, (laughs) just some people who have come forth with accusations. Uh, They have agreed to pay $18 million in relief for eligible claimants. Mm. How much does a Call of Duty game make to develop? Cost to develop? The publisher is also taking steps they're like sorry guys no no multiplayer for Call of Duty this year we have to take it out of the budget. They have agreed to pay 18 million um in relief for eligible claimants. The publisher is also taking steps to ensure compliance with the Civil Rights Act and other equal employment rules both federal and state. This in conjunction with maintaining the position denying any wrongdoing. According to a hmm. statement from Bobby Kotick, quote, we will continue to be vigilant in our commitment to the el- elimination of harassment and discrimination in the workplace. We thank the EEOC for its constructive engagement <laughs> as we work worked to fulfill our commitments to eradicate inappropriate conduct in the workplace. What he was going to write, but the PR firm told him to leave it out was we are now preparing our company to move to Texas. No. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: um, this just tells you what the difference between this suit, as far as from the federal government, as far as California is, obviously California is going for broke, right? They are really No, they're already broke. No, they're not. Right, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're going for, they are trying to do max fines. And yeah. in my experience, the state has a lot more power to do that if they want. Generally, because, you know, they're operating under state guidelines versus a federal government. Federal government's much more inclined to just sell something. And it tells you, mm-hmm. like, why there's been this issue between California and Activision versus federal government. 18 million for Activision, while it's a big number, is really nothing for them, right? So it's easy for them to sell on that and go, yes, 18 million is worth... Especially because, as you said in here in the story, they don't have to admit any wrongdoing. They just have to set up a fund and say it's there and and move on for it. Versus the California suit, which in theory, if it goes to like the full levels of anything, could potentially be in the billions, right? Um, which is yeah, why potentially less. Plus, yeah. plus, you
1: you have to consider that a government, like federal and state governments, can just. Yeah. Drag you through the system. Exactly. Or as Um, long as they want to.
2: So, um, I mean the California case is more of them trying to find the number that they feel comfortable with here. When you say 18 million, while it sounds a lot, and I think for a lot of companies, it would be very painful. Um, for them it's, it's kind of a write-off you go, okay, yeah, we messed up. And even here, it's not like 18 million will necessarily be paid out you're just setting up a fund, right? To say if people want to find
0: well, Regardless claim. how however the number was derived, people are agreeing on it. Both sides are agreeing mm-hmm. on it.
1: Yeah, Bobby Kotick's like, well, I'll just have to wipe my butt with toilet paper this morning.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean it, it you know? doesn't matter how much money Blizzard has if everybody's like, I'll take that. That's good. Yeah. You sign up on it. It is what it is. It's not our place to to really judge that, really.
1: Yeah. And people, people, people have this Having worked, <laughs> having worked a little bit in PR or be, been around a lot of PR professionals, people really think <laughs> when, like mass, the, the the masses really think that when a company settles, even though quote unquote they're not admitting guilt, that they're settling because they're guilty, and I can tell you that is that is hardly ever the case. At least in their minds, they're they're not guilty. They're doing this because the juice is not worth the squeeze yeah they do not i mean it's it's like it's like that i don't remember what was the court case i think it was epic and apple where people were you were revealing all this stuff that you didn't want um out there revealed and we were getting all kinds of news i mean those were busy news weeks <laughs> so, and, and on top of that i mean it, it just the the, the press you know, if it bleeds, it leads. I mean, it, it, they're going to go with the negatives as much as they can. So it's in it's in any company's like a company like this best interest, regardless of whether you're guilty or innocent, to settle because you can be victimized um, through the court of public opinion. I use that term very lightly. Victimized, I don't mean it in the sense of the victimization that people suffered at the hands of Activision allegedly. True. Don't at me.
0: <laughs> I'm not at you, bro. Um, but I, I could. I'm, I'm just. You know, we're just going to go on to the next thing about being too busy for a game called Titanfall. That's right. Your Best ears, segue ever. Your ears didn't just go... Rrr, rrr. I really just said that. <laughs> According to Titanfall's community coordinator, is it Jason or Jasan Garza? I want to mess that up. Respawn oh, has, quote, too many other games in development at the moment to make a Titanfall 3. Or if you were just asking for an update on Titanfall 2. Sorry. After these statements were made, Respawn's social media account seems to be offering a ray of hope, however. The tweet reads, Contrary to what some folks are reporting, Titanfall is the very core of our DNA. Who knows what the future holds? And the ominous dot, dot, dot. As we like to say at Weekly Games Chat, ready, boys?
2: Two, Two things! More things. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Translation. Hey Chris.
2: Titanfall 2 did not sell very well and was not very profitable for EA. Therefore, they would rather, I don't know, let Respawn work on things such as Apex Legends, which makes tons of money, or another game called Jedi Fallen Order, which also made a ton of money. So, you know.
1: Well, Apex and Jedi Fallen Order were two games that were successful because EA got out of the way. You're dang Titanfall right. 2, at least to some extent, they said eh, Titanfall two and battlefield one. Let's yeah. just release them at the same time. Yeah. They
2: screwed. <laughs> I feel really bad. I mean, I won our Titanfall Titanfall two is a great game. Anyone who's never played that single player, one the best single player, uh, first person shooters you can go with. So go for it. If you, if you have access, go for it. Speaking of things you should go for accessibility is one of them. <laughs> But unfortunately, Deathloop might be lacking. Them. A number of players have voiced disappointment in Deathloop's accessibility options. Many issues that have been brought up have been cursor-based menus, a lack of button remapping, small text sizes, hard-to-read fonts, and an inability to customize UI indicators. One YouTube reviewer, Steve Sailor, states, quote, The problem with the design of this is that the game for you... Uh, or." that this game for you, or this is a game for you and relies on your ability to play first person shooters. Now, when I say that, I mean specifically that you have to have a specific skill level for first person shooters in order to be able to make this game fun and enjoyable. Otherwise, it's a struggle to get through. So do I hope this game is going to be accessible in the future? No, I don't because the problem's I have can't be fixed in a patch and can't be fixed in an update. I desperately Hey, we all like a good patch. <laughs> I desperately want to roll creds on this. It's fun and I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm missing or really missing out on an amazing experience that everyone loves, but I can't play. That sucks for them.
0: Yeah, because John gave it a 10, Steve. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm just saying. John gave it a 10.
1: 10 That's a 10 a 10 yeah i mean oh, things come to mind, like uh, one of the real gems i would say of accessibility was the last of us part two um hmm. just the different ways that it catered to um almost every physical need imaginable you know and and, and this has become very important to a lot of uh developers um Microsoft has even taken the lead on a lot of that. So, so it's surprising that it kind of, I don't know, got overlooked Yeah, being a Microsoft slash Bethesda studio. Um, but may, look, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to know that for certain that it can't be patched. Maybe it can. I hope it else. can be. Yeah. It'd be a good thing to do.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: <clears throat> so um, hopefully they can get ready to do that. Like, Sean, let's get ready. You ready for this? Get your wow,
0: that's nice. Yes, John, I can't yeah. wait for this.
1: So, Resident Evil 4, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is our next uh, Twitch extra. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 VR will be released exclusively for Oculus Quest 2. I'm you so have nervous. that, right? I thought you did. You
0: I do, do and oh my God, it's coming up soon.
1: Turn around, Sean. Why? Turn around.
0: I don't want to do this while... Oh, Tim here. Man, I'm scared <laughs> we're talking about Resident Evil. Like, what's
1: happening? <laughs> So uh, it's coming out on the Oculus Oculus Oculus, Oculus Quest Two on October twenty first, twenty twenty one. The game has been remade from the ground up, and supposedly makes for a new and fresh gameplay experience to the classic game. The game will support full motion movement and teleportation travel. I don't know anything about that. You will now be able to draw weapons and items directly from your Richard uh, mm. virtual body. By reaching to your belt for a gun or grabbing for health from your shoulder. Suffice to say, this is not simply a reskinned VR version.
0: Dude, I was a nervous wreck playing Sniper Elite VR, and there was no Resident Evil aspect to it. And it was because of the experience of this same thing. Reloading your gun a certain way, reaching over here for this, holding a gun a certain way. You played that on the Oculus? I did. Nice. You're going to you're gonna make me buy this game, aren't you?
2: Just so you could see me play it.
1: I would never make you do that. But yes, I'll do it.
2: <laughs> this <laughs> for time the I will. For, for the record, as someone who has had a hurt shoulder um, for the last three months, <laughs> I'm kind of offended that health comes from reaching towards the shoulder.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: If I could have some I'm other not,
1: area. Chris,
0: I have a broken shoulder for the past year. So a- F your hurt shoulder. I don't care. I don't care. It's about me.
1: That <laughs> <Got> two <laughs> hurt shoulders in this chat,
0: right? <laughs> um, listen, there's no love for Chris tonight. Obviously, we hate him. I hate that guy.
1: Need some hate around. I got some news on no why. ray tracing as I don't well. Know why.
0: Okay, you ready for this? No ray tracing can't right. be good news. <clears throat> uh, Ubisoft has revealed that the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of Far Cry Six will not feature ray tracing on consoles news comes by way of tech radar which confirmed this news with the company the feature will only reside on the master race itself that is pc in addition
1: uh in addition look at chris's smug face right now
0: (laughs) yeah amd's fidelity fx super resolution feature that is a mouthful will only be found on pc versions of this game on console, our objective has been to take advantage of new hardware capabilities, optimizing performance, targeting 4K, and achieving 60 frames per second for uh for instance, all while ensuring that the experience on the previous generation of console would remain consistent. Well, guess yeah, what, guys? I don't, guys? I don't give good. a crap. I like I don't care. I'm not even gonna play the game, so
2: <laughs> I didn't like play the race. last one. I like ray tracing but honestly outside of I think Spider-Man uh remastered and Miles Morales I haven't seen a 4K <laughs> 60 version of ray tracing on consoles that would make me say it's worth it. Yeah. Wow. wow. That
1: was direct. Well, AF. Chris will just play Far Cry on his on his super 3090. Super, yeah, on his Master Race <laughs> PC that he's got there.
0: I could. I think he's building another <laughs> I, one, John. I
1: haven't, I haven't thought I
0: about it yet, you know? Pretentious Chris is building another PC. Is he really? That's what he hinted at. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm not. I'm good. He's only saying that right now because I put him on the spot.
1: Meaning, if you did, would uh, obviously you would keep your card. And Correct. you would just build around it. The only right?
2: things I could see to buy at this point would be a motherboard and card. I mean... So he just disregarded what you said about the card. Cause he didn't hear it. No, not it card. I'm I mean, CPU card. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Get an AMD.
2: It probably would be the way I would go, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Ray tracing. I like ray tracing. Um, yeah. Cool. I've gone back. I've gone back with the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 ever since I got 3080. Just to see how it holds up with the ray tracing and looks very pretty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sure. I, I have to say, right now, it is a thing that is very resource and intense. And you know, as much as it, it might add a little bit of video quality towards it. I don't think it's going to be a thing that 95% of gamers care about. You know, it's going to be the extreme of the extreme and most likely those players, you know where they are? They're on PC because as you said, they probably have 3090s and the latest, you know, they they don't have a problem paying whatever premium prices are out there to get the best equipment. Um for the PS5, Xbox Series X users, I think the most important thing is that Like if they're running a graphics mode for the game, it still hits near 60 versus if they choose the high frame rate, it's always 60. And if they can have those two things, they're happy and they're going to be content. That should be what drives someone like Ubisoft.
1: Well, I tell you this, I want a new card. Mm. And any new game that comes out, I'm most likely to play it on PS5 until I get that new card. There might be exceptions. But I read that Biden was working on solving the chip shortage. And mostly that probably has to do with cars and things like that. Probably. But if he does, and it improves at even 2%, I'll vote to reelect him.
2: So if I get John a 3090.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, people. <laughs> no, what I want is the 6800 or 6800 XT. I'll settle for a 6800. Yeah, will you? Yeah, I mean, I've only got a 2K monitor. It's not like EVXT, but, right. uh, exactly. I need the
2: XT. Right, exactly. I mean, you, I have bro. a 3080, and I'm kind of realizing I don't even know if I need the 3080 for it for the 1400p. Yeah, right. But you had to get it. You know? <clears throat> I did. It was offered. Had to have happened. Thank you, certain yeah. people who may or may not be in the chat. Um, yeah. Finally, this week.
0: This is a finally. That's where. That's how you're gonna say it.
2: That's where we're gonna leave the people. That's what you're gonna do. Finally, this week.
1: <laughs> There's been a. Has, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, oh. didn't mean to. Is this it's you? Fine. This is you. I'm sorry. It, that's yeah. It, it, yeah, it's fine. It's. I'm hey. sorry.
0: <clears throat> He's the one drinking, John.
1: Well, you are too. <laughs> well, this one is not cutting it for me. I don't like this one.
0: You don't, what is it? The sour thing again?
1: No, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a honey ale. Uh, good, good wood, sting like a beer. It's a darker beer. I don't, I don't. Did know. you ever have a good wood, Chris?
2: That's what
1: no, they call it. heard of this
2: one. Wait, what? Oh,
0: no, oh. yeah, they did call it that at some point. But this no, John asked, it is Chris's.
2: Uh, There's been our departure for Overwatch. Chaco Sonny, I think I said that right. The Overwatch executive producer is leaving Blizzard Entertainment on Friday. Not next Friday, this Friday. He oversees the whole Overwatch franchise and development. According to his spokesperson, quote, Blizzard has been an absolute privilege and one of the best experience of my career, end quote. In addition, Blizzard promises that Overwatch Two is nearing the end of production, with an update being provided later this month. So I guess that means uh, we can confirm Overwatch Two 2023. That's what I took away from that. And uh, best of, best of luck, to Mister Sunny there. Right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: I totally just or 2022. Googled, yeah, you're right. My totally brother. just Google Chaco Sunny to make sure that you weren't just calling this person a a, a male. You're correct.
2: Okay,
0: I found Chaco on their LinkedIn Blizzard. profile, Blizzard. and Blizzard uh, we're good to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, There's that. Yeah, I don't really have much to say. I wish him the best, and yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, we we're gonna watch to see if it eventually this comes out that there was part of a bigger reason that we don't know about yet. But uh, could always it, be. I think it could always be. We it's just it's very peculiar. Of The departures from Blizzard. I'm just saying. Um, the once big giant Blizzard are they still a giant?
2: They kind of are. Do you want to wrap this up, Sean?
0: Um, you know, n- never really works for me,
2: John. Maybe best.
1: Electronic mail from the future.
2: All the way.
0: Only three thousand. That's right. We have made it to what I really like is probably my favorite part of the whole entire show. And that's our email section. That's how we started off anyway. And this is where you uh you boys and girls get to write into us. If you want to do that on email, weekly games chat at gmail.com is the spot. We have three we're gonna highlight this week. And I'm going to go with uh, Jake, and you guys can figure out the other two. How about that? That's right. That's what I do. Uh, so, Jake, uh, first time, long time. Yeah. yeah. What's up, boys? Hey. Yo. I'm Jake from Memphis, Uh Horn Lake, Mississippi. I Wait, think that's what, what that means. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Grizzlies. And how about them Tigers getting that W of a Mississippi State? I wish I could talk like Ed Orgeron right now. I can't. Uh, Gotta love these SEC referees. Yeah, you do. Uh, But to get back on track, I've been listening for several years. Now, we've been on for several years? Six. And I gotta say thanks to each of you guys. You make all my mindless work at my job go by just a little more quickly, and each of you bring a different point of view to the subjects you cover. And I think that goes a long way for me choosing what game to get my hands on next. Speaking of games... I want to get my hands on next. Isn't this year the Zelda anniversary? Yes. Wait, yeah. is it? Uh, are we really only getting that game and watch Zelda thing and Skyward Sword? <laughs> What's up with that? Oh, remember, I told you next game awards when Zelda's 36 years old, we'll get another game. Keep up the good work, boys. And that is sent from his iPhone. Jake, thanks for the email. Uh, long time. First time. Thoughts prayers on Jake, guys?
1: Say thank you for
0: choosing us for as long work hours. Anything, boys?
1: I, I appreciate think you. I Nintendo's holding out one last thing. I think there's some remasters coming. I for think that
2: uh, they want this game to come out this year, but uh, COVID. So you got to take what you got.
0: Are they going to pull like an Olympics on us and no. still celebrate 35 years, even though it's the 36th year? Kind of like the Olympics were in 2020, but they kept, it was in 2021.
1: I think so. I do.
0: I'd be all right with that.
1: I'm fine. Just give it to me. Give right. It to me yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so who's getting a mini and who's getting uh to Joyce?
2: Dibs on a mini.
0: You got dibs on a mini? Okay. So that means John. Uh you got uh T I Joyce.
1: Well, they he he says something first. Should we let it go?
0: No, go for it. We get to choose what we say.
1: Okay, fine. Afternoon, boys. Afternoon. Great last step as always. I'll try and briefly cover hotel quarantining. Oh, yeah. We we wanted to hear this. Yes. So when when you arrive in this state from anywhere overseas, you have to quarantine in a hotel, good God, for 14 days. The same applies for people reentering the state that are from current hotspots. While there, you aren't allowed to leave your room without a medical reason or until you finish your quarantine. And you have to have at least two nasal swabs oh. with results and a final one after you've been released within three days. Dear Lord. As police are required to be on site 24-7, it can be pretty draining at times with 12-hour shifts. So I'm thankful for high-quality gaming podcasts to help pass the time. Yeah! It is a massive undertaking and requires a lot of organization by all agencies, Queenland's Police, Queenland's Health, Metro Health, North and South, Defense Force, bus companies, and hotel staff. But as much of a pain as it is, we haven't really had too many issues with it. Hmm. <laughs> Does the US follow a similar system? <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> also, how do you think you'd go being locked in a room with a fortnight for a fortnight as long as I could play for it? Yeah. I think you guys say bi weekly. And what a, what and what and what would you do to stay entertained? Well it's always game on.
0: Came uh, on, Tom. That's thanks, a
2: great
1: Tom. email. I th-
0: and you last week, we asked you to do this. So thank you.
2: I think the way you stay entertained for two weeks is a little game called Skyrim. I don't know if you've ever heard of Todd Howard, um, John, but uh, no,
0: obviously like what you hinted at, Chris, we're going to have us a, a system of some sort of some sort. We need Wi-Fi access because we got to go to a uh, a website uh, for, for, you know, for uh, gaming related stuff. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And we got Doordash.
1: For me, I would just need Death Loop. In theory, (laughs) you could rewatch
2: Lost. You could do that. That's not a bad idea. It's so
0: like I I was thinking about that in my in my current situation. I generally only leave the house to go get food. (laughs) Like I really don't do anything else anymore. Um, There's been the occasion where I did go to a concert recently. Mm -hmm. Super scary um no i guess technically i also dj on the weekends i, I completely was going to overlook that that's not fair um so i don't know could i do two weeks i don't know we did it during quarantine we didn't leave the house it was all right that's fair you know i don't know we but said, knowing uh, that they have all that in place that's crazy
2: yeah yeah it's oof. People here complain about much, and I feel like they don't realize just how much worse it could be for them. Anyways, uh, final email. Little guy knows a mini G. No one knows a mini, who he, A mini, a mini. He's apparently a sad Florida fan that we won, by the way. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, what's up, guys? It's been a fast eight months and 300 hours in the Rocket League since I've last emailed. How have you all been? Sean, how have good. you been? Good? I've been really
0: good. I'm tired from this weekend, but I've been really good.
2: Well, there you go. It is crazy how long ago the times were when I talked to you about my strict parents with gaming. But now it's not my parents, but the three projects due Friday. They're stopping me from playing. College life has been amazing, though. Having you guys to listen to every week keeps me in the wraps and it has been great. We appreciate Aww, you.
1: We've watched him grow up.
2: First off, <laughs> F- Apparently the number one team in the nation. I can't say those that that combo. I'm sorry. So we'll just say the number one team in the nation in college football. That comes from. I a go ahead and this email.
0: Right, there is no reason to read this email even further. So no, much. Keep uh, going. I'll read reply it. Reply to it and say roll tide, and then we delete it for
2: life. I was surprised at the amount of people who left their cousins to watch the home game immersing myself. Yeah. I'm surprised whenever people from Florida leave their homes to watch a home game too, instead of being with their cousins, my thing uh, immersing myself in Gator football culture has been amazing. Steve Spurrier. That's a name you should look up. Uh, I cannot wait to email again when we beat Alabama in the finals.
1: Maybe focus final, on
2: we play basketball or we're we talking right.
0: about like the SEC
2: championship. I think he's, saying. he's already believed that they're going to beat Georgia. So you yeah, know, they still well, got to get past yeah. John's team. I mean, shoot, they still got to get past LSU. Oh, then he <laughs> brings
0: me up next. Oh my God, no, he didn't.
2: Thoughts and prayers to Sean. No, he didn't. Whose team John, lost three to one to Arsenal over the weekend? Uh, <laughs> this is without doubt the most embarrassing loss I've witnessed on live television since my team lost eight uh, to two in Bayern Munich.
0: Bayern Munich.
2: Yeah, Munich. Okay. That's the thing. I think it's time to jump ship and join Chris at Man United. Wait, I thought I was at Southampton. Well, um, the,
0: the joke is you told me about Ronaldo, so you like oh, Man yeah. United until you found Southie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Southie for life. Uh, as I am writing this, Messi just scored his first goal for PSG Viva, PSG Viva, Goat, Messi. Did I say that yeah, right, that Sean? means greatest of all.
0: Messi's considered the goat in uh, soccer to some folks. But and I yeah, thought... He,
2: yeah, P S G. He says P S G, but I thought that's
0: that's that's per- Paris Saint Germain. I think that's how they say it. That's a French team. That's who Messi plays for now. I thought Messi. Wait, that's Messi played one. at a, at a different team. He he transferred to a team
2: in France, so he he's plays not, with. Okay, Ronaldo. Huh? That's right. Sorry, Ronaldo is yeah. the one that won. I team. know this is tough, Chris. I yeah. got you. I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's like fine. it's like you're telling me the difference between Aaron Rodgers and. The
0: reason why he was so excited is because he's right talking smack about soccer. He's watching a soccer game and Messi scores his first goal at his new club. It was kind of a big deal.
2: Okay. Uh, Chris, le GM really did something special this off season. I still cannot believe the amount of depth they were able to add, uh, to the Lakers squad. Okay. So he means
0: like LeBron, who's also yeah. known as le GM. Yeah.
2: I think you need to give more credit to, uh, Rob, what's his name? Patinky or whatever. I can't remember his name. He's kind of the GM. I was really disappointed with the Mavericks offseason, but then remembered that we have the future goat and Luka Doncic. Oof, that's a big statement. And all is well. What do you want to see happen this season? What's your prediction for the finals and championships? I expect future goat Luka to sweep everyone except the Le-G- GM and the Nets, which he will lose one game to. Wow. That is big. That's or, a big prediction. Or, or or the other side of the farm, <laughs> Miami Heat just went it all. Um, yeah, now to break this down, I would say right now, if I was making a prediction, if Kyrie doesn't get vaccinated, the Nets are dead. Um, if <laughs> because he can't play home games, so if they go to right. a playoff series, I don't Playoffs. care, you know, if, if 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 all of a sudden you don't have Kyrie, they're a lot more, you know, exposed, right. Um, so unless something changes in New York, they're kind of screwed at the moment. But if that's not the case, then I would probably predict Bucks and Lakers right now, man. Lakers look pretty stout. Um, so the net, uh, to answer the, tra- the chat, the nets are not requiring vaccinations. New York is requiring vaccinations. Uh, but you know, Maz versus Miami says a many, by the way, he's, he's very, that's a dream. Okay. Yeah, Cause he's hanging out in our
0: Twitch uh, chat right now too. So he
2: apparently thinks that Kyle Lowry was the uh, definitive move to move the Miami heat to championship status. Okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, but besides that questions, has there ever been a moment in a game movie or show? So scary slash horrifying that you will never forget it. If none, what is the scariest video game you've ever played? Thanks you guys for a great content as always game on a mini game on a mini
0: game on a mini great email
2: game movie or shows scary so horrifying that you never forget I'll just take the easy out and say alien there you go John Uh, for me
0: you said John or Sean Sean you put you pivoted to me video game for me is obviously Resident Evil Village in VR I, I streamed that one night for about an hour or two and I can't go back to it it was super scary um Movies. I mean, I love when I wa- when I'm in the mood to watch scary movies. Uh, none really. St- I can't think of something that scared me so bad I can't go back. So that's where I'm going to leave it now.
2: John, this should be I good.
0: Think,
1: I think the scariest. I Feel like the scariest game for me was Outlast Two. It's mm. um, really a scary just, game. Really freaked me out. But as far as movies go, movies are um, generally speaking. Uh, scarier in the theater, yeah. Um, this one time we went to see me and my wife, your wife, your wife. Uh, we went to see The Conjuring Two, and there's the scene where you first kind of get introduced. Well, you've seen her before, but um, uh, the, the, the main protagonist, um, she walks into her study, and the big picture of the nun the big painting of the nun Mm -hmm. is in the background and, and the camera is really messing with your, with your, with your mind. And it's like, is it, is it, is it real or is it a painting? And all of a sudden she's out in the, she's actually in her physical presence. And as soon as that thing happened, as soon as that scene happened, lightning like struck in the room and you know, all that stuff. And then the power in the theater went off and everybody was in the dark.
0: (laughs) Oh, you just reminded me. Your story just reminded me of actually a movie and another experience, and I'll share them real quick. Gary's movie. I was probably twelve, I think, because I'm putting the timeline up with the year of the movie. My friend and I were we're twelve or thirteen, whatever. We go to the movie theater by ourselves. Our parents are cool with that, and we go in the movie theater to watch nineteen or the the nineteen ninety two Candyman movie where uh, Tony Todd played Candyman. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that movie from my twelve year old ish perspective te- i couldn't look in a mirror terrifying yeah. um still in the same vein i worked at a movie theater and i believe it was halloween h2o was coming out <laughs> and i worked with a guy who's he loves michael myers that he's, he's obsessed with him has a real mask um he's a big dude so a thing he does quite frequently on halloween is he puts on a blue jumpsuit that was on a michael myers mask well it got approved by management he obviously couldn't touch anybody. But when the movie started, um, he was hiding behind the the screen. There was plenty of room back there. The movie was going to stop. The lights were going to go out, then come up. And when they came up, he was going to be standing. That I've never seen, we all were kind of hiding and watching too. I've never seen grown people squirm out of their seats in fear because he was <laughs> there. It was pretty cool how he did that. And they allowed it back then. Who knows if they would have let us do it now, but those really do stand out. Once again, great email, dude. I appreciate it very, very much. I really, really do. Um, You guys know we also sometimes go over to our Discord channel for emails. So I think there were some... You guys were chatting in it this week. I tell you what, uh, a lot of that was because of the Nintendo Direct. Um, So there was a lot of chat going on about the Nintendo Direct. let's see chris 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 our chris um he said it was hard to believe that charlie from always sunny in philadelphia is now the definitive voice of luigi so that was pretty funny uh cosmic said uh just went back uh i was on break at work that direct was hype john just like you he says he can't wait for that new kirby in the forgotten land so that's pretty cool oh damn um and uh, Draven, I, I wanna if this is Draven, is this is actually Draven? That's really cool. I don't think I've ever seen you in person, my dude. Um, uh, but you also pointed something about Twitch there. That was pretty dope. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Nacho, and speaking of the Mario movie, uh says the movie's gonna be bomb. It looks like a bunch of uh Japanese execs, execs are funding a movie, and then they went and got the biggest actors in America to voice the character. So he thinks it's gonna be. No, he's saying he thinks it... Wait, in my opinion, this movie going to bomb. Oh, I read that wrong at first. He thinks it's going to suck. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually really funny. Um, Let's see.
1: If Pixar was doing this, I'd have more confidence in it.
0: Right. Right. But, right. Uh, there's a right. lot going on in here. So I will just say that if you are part of our community... uh. Let's see. I'm I'm making sure there wasn't an actual... We're good. We're good. So now we're going to move on over to Twitch. I'm going to say hey to you guys. Hey. And then I'm going to pull up Twitter. Of course, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Weekly Game Chat. Let me make sure we don't have any mentions. There was one thing I teased in the beginning about, and that was a conversation with Nat, uh, the Gooner. If you guys know, he's an Arsenal fan. Um, So I, in the vein of Derby Day, say... Broham, at starby day and i do a hashtag which means you know my team he doesn't respond for a while finally sends a picture to us in direct message he was at the effing game uh, it was a great game congratulations to the gunners they did play outstanding tottenham did not uh hope you had a great time and also thank you for listening to being awesome nat uh let's see uh, uh we had some we had some conversations going this week about um a lot of things, but uh, one thing that you guys really kind of talked to me about was um, when I tweeted, retweeted GameSpot tweet about the first look of the final season of Ozark. Uh, I love that show. I can't wait. I'm excited. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get close to wrapping this show up. Let's see if we've got any followers. We don't tell your friends if they want to follow us. We'll give them a follow back for sure. All right, let's hear the music. And I remind you guys, this has been episode 327. Thank you for listening. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you leave us a review so your friends and things like that can find us. You know us on all our socials at Weekly Games Chat on Twitter. You can see us live on Twitch.tv Weekly Games Chat. Emails Weekly Chat at gmail.com. And of course, we got our Discord. We appreciate you. Uh, boys, anything to add?
2: Are you good to go? I'm good.
0: I'm good to go. At this good point, I look, I look at Chris and I look at John and I say, Fellas, game on.
2: Game on, Sean. Game on, John.
1: Game on, everybody.
0: (laughs) I love it. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one.
2: Your mom's box. Douglas.